From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, let's talk about some of the old wrestling games as we wait impatiently for AEW Fight Forever. And how much Pikmin fever have I got? The gloom has left the depths and risen up into the real world. I can finally stop checking the eShop every day. Gimmick has finally arrived on the eShop page. for it to actually drop right like where i'm at <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm glad enough just to know the the pricing information and just have confirmation like it's there it's not uh, a rumor of any sort it's it's on the eShop. you can see all about it, it is so it. we've got a couple days to go till it's out but i'm hyped that is true it's on the eShop. welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 377 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about nintendo things and demos and whatever else we are your hosts i'm trey Eagerly awaiting the release of AEW Fight Forever. I guess they fucked up with the Elite release, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, number two, with a bullet construct, Mikowski. And I'm John, long lost 8-bit gem knitter. So I, I want to talk about my middle name just right off the top here. And I and I put something on Twitter just to see just to see if this if what like if if anybody actually got this. So so there were two different versions of the AW Fight Forever. AW Fight Forever is coming out tomorrow after we're recording. Um, and there was an elite version that was like an extra twenty, thirty bucks or whatever, which was on sale. And they said they lied to you and said that the elite version that you would be able to play it today, the twenty eighth. And as far as I know, there's no I've been checking the PlayStation store as well, and it's not out on that one either. So I don't understand what happened here with Ukes and AEW or whatever, but it's kind of annoying because I thought it was I thought we were all gonna get it a day early. And uh, I even saw people you on paid, you paid extra to play it early, right? Well, I paid extra for the DLC characters and it was on sale. So I only paid like an extra $10. It wasn't really that much because it's on sale. But still, I was hoping that I was going to be able to play it early because it was advertised through them on Twitter that you're going to be able to play it on the 28th. And it's like 11 o'clock on the 28th right now. And it is not available. And I've been checking the, the PlayStation store like pretty often and you can't buy it there either. So. If anybody got it early, let me know because I'm like, what the fuck? I saw a, I saw Evil Uno posted about it yesterday about being like, hey, the game's coming out, and I saw a lot of people in the comments being like, what's up with the Elite version? Like, why can't we play it? Because I guess it because on the PlayStation Store, when you buy something, it gives you a countdown and gives you like an hour countdown to when you can play mm-hmm. it, which is nice. Every everything should do that. Nintendo should do that. But people are still saying that it still said 24 hours more even after it had become the 28th, when even after midnight. So. I think that elite early thing was just a hoax. I don't know if anybody, if it actually worked for them, let me know. I've been checking my Switch like on the regular and there's nothing there. I was going to say the same thing about the Pikmin demo, but that's out now finally. So there you go. Well, I smell some free apology DLC coming your way. I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed about the AW thing. Well, I mean, not really. Whatever. I paid extra money to get, to get six downloadable characters. Cool. But I was really hoping that I'd be able to talk to it, talk about it this week and had played it a little bit, you know. 
Because it coming out on the Thursday kind of bones me because that's my editing day and I don't really have a lot of time to play stuff. So they seem like a company that, that is pretty good with their fans and respects their fans. I think if there was some mistake, they'll they'll make up for it in some way. Yeah, it's it was weird to well, I felt like there was already something wrong with it, wrong with that claim that it was going to come out early because on the eShop it didn't show it as coming out a day early. It showed it showed them on the same day, so I'm like, okay. But and then and but like I said, I've been checking the PS4 one. It says the 28th, but it still says pre-order. It doesn't say that you can buy it now, so it says so it's not available. So I don't understand. There must have been some miscommunication there or something with that. Well, I was like, did anybody who didn't get a review code actually get to play it early? Because I don't, I don't know. Let us know. But when I was when I was less down on AW <laughs> Fight Forever, I put up a post. I put up a post on Twitter, which we actually got a couple responses to. So let me say that now before I forget about it. We got you know there was an announcement that showed like all of the characters that were available in the game, you know, to start. And uh, and they you know I watched. I got up. I got up today at eleven and I watched the stream like I normally do. I watched Evil Uno playing a character of himself that he created because he's not in the game. It's so sad. Makes me so, <laughs> it makes me so sad because like yeah, this guy like peddled the fuck out of this game and he's not in the game. It's like what the hell? And it, they were going through the different characters and it showed Creator Wrestler and there at the bottom was Creator Wrestler that looked like Evil Uno. So he'd like made himself in the game in that way. And I was like, that's so sad. He did so many like promo things for this. <laughs> and he like went to IGN and did a whole bunch of videos and interviews all over the place. And he's not even in the damn game. Like that's kind of. That's, that seems so yes. wrong to me. I mean, in a way, we're all in the game, right? Sure. I mean, if you, if you, uh, well, yeah, you got to make yourself in there. But if you're like an actual wrestler that wrestles for the company and you're not in the game for the like, league that what, what the, the game's based on, yeah, that is it. I mean, did he join like after or is it just a limited amount of the? No, he was there. He was an original. He was there from the beginning. So do they have like New Japan Pro wrestlers in there as well? And uh, are there any Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor wrestlers or luchadores? No, not yet. So you think they'll probably add more characters later? Yeah. So what I put on what I put on Twitter and I put it on our uh, community page is just like you know the roster's out now. Who will you play first and when? What mode? My 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 first is of course uh, the ultimate match that we may never see or maybe we will. Who knows? Uh, Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. You know because they had that uh they had that locker room brawl where. CM Punk's trainer took a bite out of Kenny Omega's arm and all that fun stuff. So uh, I don't know if we, they're going to... I mean, who knows? They might be on the card for All In, All In, or All Out, or whatever those happen. But that's what I wanted to do on the game right when I started. I'm going to boot it up. I'm going to beat the shit out of CM Punk with Kenny Omega and an exploding barbed wire match was my plan. And I heard that you can get that you can just automatically get belts from people. So I was going to make it... I was going to ha- win all of the belts with Nyla Rose and post it on Twitter and tag her and see if she says anything about it so because you can get all of the belts as like one person no matter like what gender you are or whatever you can win all the belts and you can and if and you have weight classes and stuff there's no white there's no weight classes in aw oh i was thinking there was oh i thought there was there's not reason. no there's no there's no like cruiserweight or heavyweight or anything like that but yeah you can do that and when you enter the ring you will what you will wear all the belts on you and it's pretty amazing like i saw somebody post it on on twitter i was like oh that's cool i'm gonna do that with nyla rose and give her what she deserves. She didn't have enough belts. She didn't have any belts. But uh, yeah, and uh, so we got some responses. We got um, Andrew, Andrew, Ultra Andrew, which is a funny name on Twitter. Uh, exploding barbed wire death match, but Orange Cassidy versus Pack. Which actually, the first pay per view I ever went to was an Orange Cassidy Pack match, and it was incredible. That was one of my favorite matches. So hooray! Orange Cassidy was at the thing or- we saw. Yeah, no, Orange Cassidy is uh, one of the hardest working wrestlers out there. He does. He's always wrestling. He always said he'll always say I'm so tired when anybody uh, interviews him <laughs> because he, he he's wrestling a lot. 
And he's great. He's the whole like uh, you know his whole stick is that he's like a slacker that doesn't put any doesn't put any like effort forth, but he's still like you know great. He can do a he can do a drop kick with his hands in his pocket, which I uh, you know I appreciate that. And uh, we also got a comment from uh, Damian Victini Blast. I believe my first match will be CM Punk against Hangman Adam Page, which that's a whole nother thing too. I guess uh, there's some beef bet- between Hangman and CM Punk about that about that match when CM Punk got the belt the first time was saying that i don't know that hangman did him wrong or hit him in the face in a wrong way or whatever you know it's wrestling shit happens but there's a lot of apparently there's a lot of drama between cm punk and the elite so i want to see uh or everybody's hoping that we'll see that match eventually the elite versus uh versus whatever but yeah in the in the stream in the in the aw stream they uh they basically kind of did a rundown of the of the of the single player, and they kind of played that for a while, and you know, just showed you some of the cutscenes and stuff. And I'm still pretty excited about it. Like the uh, the the reviews are out. It seems to be getting like sixes or and sevens, which is kind of disappointing. But I don't know. I still want to play it. Some people are po- more positive than other. I just saw something from a popular YouTuber. His name escapes me right now, but he, he's a wrestling fan. And he says that if you like wrestling, you're gonna really like it. He's really enjoying the game. And yes, there are some flaws with it, and and other YouTubers will point that out. But he he, he says I'm I'm all in. I can't wait to go back and play some more of this game. Yeah, no, I mean I, nothing any, anybody says is gonna unless it's like completely broken mechanically, which I haven't heard. Yeah, because like Wrestling Empire is so much fun, and that game is just like it is not gonna be talked well for its visuals or anything like that. You know? Yeah, no, Wrestling no Wrestling Empire is a uh, yeah, it's it's totally flawed, but a, but a ton of fun. Which I'll actually talk about that later because I did revisit that game as well in anticipation of AEW uh, Fight Forever. But yeah, that's uh that's kind of what's going on with that. I guess it's a. Uh, I just hope that it comes out sometime tonight, so I can so I can play it. I'm I'm very excited to to just jump through it. I was watching this YouTuber uh, Kenny Bomb that I started watching because he was doing a whole bunch of talk about AW and all that. And yeah, he said he said he liked it a lot, like as far as like the wrestling stuff in there. And I mostly people heard people say like there's not as many modes that you would expect or something like that. But he was uh he was actually playing up the mini game mini games a lot and said those were really fun. So I'm just I just want to see my my favorite my favorite silly uh real life superhero characters uh, run around and yell people yell at each other in, in the video game and all that. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And there's a lot of personality to the characters. Like when you play th- you know when you play through the game as your own made character. You know everybody. If you know the characters, their personalities are pretty funny in there. And there was another, actually, speaking of Kenny Baum, uh, I don't think he's the one who posted this, but he did a he did a video about it. But there was somebody data mined the game, and they found like a possible like uh, thirty person online multi multiplayer thing in in there, which is basically yeah, Stadium Stampede. With Stadium Stampede is a is like a pay per view event that they did during twenty twenty, which I just watched it like a, mo- a couple months. What was it? No, I watched it at the end of May, so it was so it was a month ago. I just watched it again, but yeah, it's like they basically take the was it the Jaguar Stadium because they own the the Florida team also, and they just basically you know they fought in the stadium, and because it was during the pandemic and there was no audience, they could do like camera cuts and stuff like that and just make it kind of funny, and they do some fun stuff with it. But the the online thing would basically be like yeah, thirty people online at once, and you just all go all out at this uh, in the stadium stampede, and there's like a there's pictures of Kenny Omega on a horse. Which that was a that happened in the stadium stampede. Uh, Adam Page was on a horse where he rode through, and I think uh, Sammy Guevara was driving a golf truck. And 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 I guess you can uh, you can refill your life by using the vending machines there. You can buy like sodas and stuff to bring your life back. But it's kind of almost like sort of like an AEW Fortnite thing. And I think it sounds amazing, and I hope it's really gonna come out. But somebody found it like in the code of the game, so. 
Sounds cool. And maybe that's something that's coming down the line as DLC, because I felt like some of these reviewers, and especially IGN, forgot to mention that this is not like, they're like, well, maybe the next one will be better. It's like, well, they already said that they're not making a next one. They're basically going to DLC the fuck out of this game until the end of time, you know, which which you should. So they'll, they'll you know, I'm sure there's a lot of updates coming down the road, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm sure there's going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling DLC. I'm sure there's going to be Ring of Honor DLC. Like, there's going to be extra characters. Like, the, the Acclaimed aren't even in the game. Like, I still can't believe that. I can't believe that the Acclaimed aren't in there. They're, like, one of the most popular tag teams, like, ever. Yeah. Like, Jeremy saw them. You know, they were they got a standing ovation for one of them saying that he's gay. You know, so it's, uh, they're, they're super popular. And I'm surprised they didn't. May, I mean, I understand it's kind of difficult because they're, they don't have a theme song. They they freestyle rap all of their songs, their intros. But you could still play like the basic beat that they rap to and have them come out with that. You know, I don't know. But I'm sure they're going to, you know, they got to add more stuff down the way. I think keeping in mind that they did say that, you know, this is going to be the only one and we're going to, we're going to update it forever. That makes more sense that it got released in, you know, a, a quote unquote six out of 10 or seven out of 10 state because at some point you just got to release your game and get it out there and get, get the ball rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say that the what perfection is the enemy of good enough or something to that degree. <laughs> like, put it out now, and the fans are clamoring for it. And the fans, the, the real fans, are gonna have a fun time with this game, as I've heard from a couple of different you know YouTubers who have tried it. You know, they love it and they love wrestling, and and this game is great for them right now as it is. So yeah, just put it out now, and then you know we'll get a, a patch in a month or so, and that'll fix some of the more major issues and. And then any modes that might be missing or whatever, uh, you know, it'll, it'll come down the line. So I'm, I'm still interested in this game. Still want to get this game. I mean, it, it just reminded me, if you don't forget, like Splatoon 1 on Wii U got a 7 when it when it came out. And that was like, un, that was incomplete. And because they, they didn't have all the modes and they added it later. And, and IGN actually re-reviewed it later. Like once it added all the stuff that, that they said they were going to have in there, you know, so we've seen this before. And or like not even to, you know, like the, the Mario soccer game, like that was incomplete or like the golf game as well. Like they, they've done, Nintendo themselves have done that where they've, you know, release it a certain way and then just added more stuff to it as it went and it felt small at first and then they you know added more shit to it as it goes but i don't care right. i just want an AEW game i've been waiting like four fucking years for it so yeah not to Let's mention it that going. like it's, it's i'm just looking forward that... to you to like stop talking about it <laughs> i'm just kidding i gotta give impressions of it next week at least <laughs> damn it it's pretty remarkable that this company is only four years old and it's as as mature as, as it already is it it it's 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 come in and it's taken a huge chunk of the market from their huge competitor wwe it's like it's the first real threat to wwe in 20 something years ever since they bought out all the other federations <laughs> right and 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 random and not only that in, in year four they have their video game out now yeah finally like it's yeah it's they uh, they strike me as an organization that's just like let's just get out there and like get it give it, it our yeah. all yeah go hard get it out now and and get something done and that's got them through four years and and, and made them to today i think the most respected name in professional wrestling even above wwe i mean myself included i've talked to a lot of people that have brought them back that it's brought them back to it you know it brought me back to it you know because uh i don't know it's yeah i i tried to do it myself and i got hurt doing it and there were like it was like one thing after another after another it's like me getting hurt trying to wrestle and chris benoit the, the whole chris benoit situation which was a big downer yeah you know that and and then vince mcmahon buying all the federations that i loved and destroying them 
was pretty much the nail in the coffin of it, where I was just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm done. And Vince McMahon being like a real life villain. Oh, he is. He's, I mean, villain. he's basically, you know, he's Trump. He would, he would run for president if he could. He's a whole nother, he's, he's got his own Trumpness. And now he has this hilarious J. Jonah Jameson mustache that everybody's been making fun of on Adding the internet. The but, but yeah, he's, uh, he's something. But it was nice to be a part of something else that, cause AEW, and it even shows it in the, in the career mode. That they were trying to be like, you know, like the woke version of wrestling or whatever. And, and not, you know, in, in a good, not in trying to make fun of it or whatever. But they even, there's even footage of them talking about like, you know, hiring wrestlers no matter their, their gender or, you know, or, or sexuality or whatever, you know, like, and, and just taking everybody. And then have, and they do have like a, you know, they have a trans wrestler and they have gay wrestlers. And, you know, they, they've done like a lot that I'm more than I've seen. Wrestling's come a long way since it, where, since where it was in the 90s, you know. And, I felt like AEW was a fresh was fresh for me. I felt like it was doing a lot of things that I w- had wished that WCW would have done like twenty years ago. You know, so I think it's just bad business not to be inclusive with yeah something like wrestling where people pick their heroes. You know, like it's just like I mean, it, I, sure, it's like that in professional sports, but it, you don't get as much with the with the stories and stuff that people identify with. And I really think that it's just dumb not to be inclusive, like just without any sort of morality or right. like humanity at all considered just from purely capitalistic standpoint Mm -hmm. right because they're about characters and you can you know be open to a character for anybody and everybody who might have an inkling to get involved with this they're they're doing something very right with with their formula it's cool to see that translate to video games now yeah and i hope that uh, maybe it'll bring some more people around to to watching it even though they need to i don't know it's still hard to watch because you have to have cable to watch it (laughs) but uh you know It it also is kind of interesting in a you know in a profession that really leans into stereotypes maybe not as much as it used to but you know like come on like punch out is like the names of that might have been professional wrestling right. names for like the original names like that's just yeah. how it was like back in the day like vodka we were just ski or whatever the exactly but you were like was. Yeah. i mean everybody's a caricature so it's like well same with street if fighter the, if if you can lean into their nationality as part of their caricature then go for it because that's something mm-hmm. to do and like that's I understand that also was like bringing in fans and stuff too, but like it's interesting thinking of like that combined with like bringing in trans people and you know just well across the spectrum, all manner of folks. Yeah. Like if you're gonna stereotype in wrestling, then I guess this will be one case where you can have some fun with it. Yeah, and it's not even really that. Like, uh, like yeah, I mean, I think the first time, like when we were when we were at the wrestling event and uh, and Anthony Bowens like you know said that he was gay. I think that's the first time he's really talked about being gay. Like. Yeah on the well, show I've looked online like uh that whole that whole thing exploded when he posted about that so i kind of feel cool being part of that moment. yeah i commented on it that i was there chanting and all that like mm-hmm. he did you know just to let him know that we were there but there are people in the comments being like this brought tears to my eyes just like seeing the video of it yeah like, ah, i was there but they never really i mean you know i knew i knew it was gay just because one day i was just like which wrestlers are gay google you know like <laughs> just for the fun of it but uh and, and i just and i just found that out but and i didn't even honestly i didn't even i didn't even know that nyla rose was trans until until somebody told me so i didn't know that either but but i you know i liked her before that i was like she's great and then i was like oh she's trans too that's even cooler so so yeah um but uh, yeah no i'm I'm very highly anticipating that game whenever whenever it comes out which maybe it's now i don't know i won't check it because we're recording this but let's talk about games that we got and the games that we've been playing as i said earlier the uh you know the aftermath of the of the nintendo direct um, there were a couple things. There's some things that we missed, I guess, that I didn't know about. Uh, one thing I think is re- that's really cool. I learned from another podcast, but uh, the Metal Gear Solid collection, the NES games are exclusive to the Nintendo Switch, so that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. 
that's cool. And that's yeah. uh, that's what eight four was saying. And it's funny because the only way that would have happened is that how uh, Hideo Kojima is not part of Capcom anymore, or not Capcom, oh. uh, Konami anymore, because he would yeah. never let those games out because uh, those were the games that he didn't work on. So and and they're considered that he would consider them to be the worst of the, of the Metal Gears, like the NES one. And there's a sequel, Snake's Revenge, which he absolutely hates. So you would know those games would have never seen the light of day if Kojima was still in, in charge of the Metal Gear stuff. Now, what I thought those games were on the uh, subsistence. No, no, those are not the NES ones. Those are the MSX versions. Those are the ones okay. that he did make that are that are good. Okay. No, the NES okay. ones, the inferior ones, were never released aside at, at, in a, in any digital collections. Okay. It, it's just the MSX version. So there were yeah, there were two ones. There were those Metal Gear One and Two, but those were the definitive versions, not the NES ones. So that's what that is. So that's kind of cool that that's on there. I'm sure everybody's been. I'm surprised we didn't notice it. Uh, the Super Mario RPG has like a little little percentage in the corner, which I kind of missed the notice later. That was not in it before. People were thinking that maybe it's like a limit break or something that builds up as you're as you're fighting. You know, you know, maybe there's some extra stuff that's in there for that. I don't know. I see a lot of people, you know, <laughs> being mad about the sixty dollar price tag or whatever. It's like just you know, they'll add, there'll be something you, in you there. You don't even know what's in it yet. You know, yeah. Calm down and, and we wait don't know to see what they're doing with it. I'm sure if Culex isn't in there, I'm, I'm going to be mad. I'm rioting in the streets. Yeah, Culex is not in there. Yeah, I did. I did actually. Uh, I watched, um, what was it? I watched Game Scoop, which I never watched Game Scoop on IGN, but I was, we're in the process of moving, so I've been pi- packing up a lot of my video game stuff. So I, I took a bunch of pictures on Twitter about, of all my cartridges all over the place. But, uh, I was watch. I just put Game Scoop on while I was packing, and, uh, man, they, they really stuck it to Mario RPG on that show. They were like, worst Mario RPG ever. Worst Mario, worst wow. Mario. And I was like, wow, you sound like me. And I thought they were too harsh, even. And I've already said that I thought it was the worst of all the games. Except for maybe like Color Splash or something like that. But, uh, or, well, Sticker, Sticker Star is probably the worst one. Do you think it's bad, though? Trey just doesn't like isometric games. No, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's aged well. Like, I tried, like, I sure, I loved it too when I was like 15, but I tried playing right. it again when I was like 30 something and it wasn't fun. That's what happened to me. Like, I played it on I Wii still U. Think it's fun. Uh, that's fine. You can think that. We all have opinions. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, but seriously, like, I tried to play it again, and I was like, this game is janky as fuck, and I can't jump on anything, and I don't like it. It's not fun. So I, I couldn't play through it another time, and that's just me. So thank you, Mario RPG, for your service back in 1995. <laughs> we've moved on. 96. Uh, yeah, whenever it came out. I'll give it another try when it comes out, you know? But I'm just saying, when I try to play it again on Virtual Console, rose-colored glasses do not work on me. I'm, I know when something's shit, even when I play it again. You know, I'm like, all right. Not that it's shit, it's just really janky. Like, it's not fun to play. Like, and yeah, I don't like running in a running in diagonal and trying to jump on things because it doesn't work most of the time. So that's, that's that. But no, I I think the game looks cool for whatever it is. And that's the thing. So I'm like a strong defender of this game, but I'm not excited about the remake. I don't, I don't know. Like I would be happy if my mind got changed and, you know, here in a couple months, I'm like, holy shit, I want this game. But as of now, I'm like, if it's anything like Link's Awakening remake, which was cool. But it's but it was kind of uh, like what's the point? I mean, you can make it was cool. It make was dungeons cool. kind of with Dampy. But I never <laughs> wanted to go back to it. Yeah, I never wanted to go back to it again afterwards. And not that long after that, I got the uh, the Zelda game and watch that has the you know the Game Boy Color or the you know the DX version. Of oh it, yeah, so yeah. I might as well just play that. Or you but, can you, know, you can play it, it on it Switch too. I mean, the DX version is on Switch now too, and the Nintendo Switch Online. So I mean, it's true. It's all, it's everywhere. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. They haven't put Mario RPG on the Switch yet, so that is saying something. But the, the, there were there were some uh, there was a little bit of issues with that game 
because of the flashing. I remember that being a thing because some oh. of the because some of the magic spells are really flashy. It's and, true. and if you play it on the Wii U, they're actually it's darker now. They've actually made it darker because of those flashes. So you notice a difference of that between that and so the that Super wasn't one. the emulation. They actually changed it. No, they changed it specifically because of like yeah, because of a seizure oh. thing. I do remember that being a thing, and people reported on it, and I noticed it was darker also. So maybe that was why they haven't put it out yet. I don't know. It's just one of those issues where I'm like, the game was perfect the way it was. It didn't need to be improved. But who knows? Maybe I'll play this and I'll be like, holy crap, stains! This is the new, <laughs> the new like standard for Mario RPG original. It's also really, it's really short. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember it being really short even when I was like 16 and played it. I thought it was a little on the short side. And the only thing you'll grind for if you really want to grind, you're gonna grind for. Um, the, like the mushroom boy or whatever you know like mallow that's 500 coins no 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 500 coins for the like the little game boy that you can buy oh yeah in yeah. rose town yeah yeah but uh no i'm just thinking like uh or maybe it was Mar- no it's rose town but uh i'm just over here like there's not it's not a game where you can grind really you know it's exploration based it really kind of levels you up appropriately as you go so a lot of people like that i know that's fairly progressive for the time to make an rpg that kind of kept you from having to like grind and stuff you know so i like that about it but that's a in this case that's a negative against it because i don't see getting more than 20 hours out of this game maybe even less because i've played it so many times and there's not even there's not even really like a world map like there's not even i do remember that being kind of weird where everything's just disjointed because it's not really it's connected but you gotta like go to a world and pick a thing and then go back to you know i thought that was kind of weird too it's it's like levels like mario levels so i yeah. get the aesthetic they were going for it was probably their limitations as well but well compared to something it was like kind of set up final like fantasy. you know you're right you're going through the world map in mario world or something yeah i don't know final fantasy 16 so far it's just a world map that you click where you're going so oh yeah i don't know i didn't i watched some i watched some twitch of that and i'm like i still don't i still don't see any appeal to this game but i don't know people like it i guess it's got a cool IGN story give that a nine out of ten ign gives give, give things, give things a lot of things you know i don't i don't trust ign's reviews they give a lot of they give a lot of high scores for dumb shit it's final may cry yeah i, I mean I, I watched i watched somebody play it for a while and i was kind of like yeah i don't know i still don't really i mean i don't know I stand by the fact that it's a good demo, but I yeah, I heard the demo is great. Like they like the first few hours are real like real. I have no like inclination to buy the game anytime soon. Like even the story, as compelling as it was, like I don't care if it gets ruined because some crazy shit happens at the beginning where it's like I can't be shocked any more than I already have been. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that much. So it's like someone could be like the entire Earth explodes. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, and I don't feel like it, you you gave me a spoiler. Hmm, for sure. I guess we yeah, we can move on from that. I mean, do we need to mention how fucked up Chicago is right now? Uh, I know that's in. Well, like I did. I did kind of. It was kind of my little opening thing, but about no, gloom, it's fucked up being, everywhere. Uh, Detroit's yeah. fucked up. Is it like? Is it like that in Champagne? Like I. Uh, well, Champagne just recently because be, because of the plume of smoke just out Champagne recent just outside Champagne recently was the worst spot in the world so that's kind of been moving around like Mm. it was right by us for a couple hours there where we were supposedly like that the worst concentration of it because of how the jet streams moving shit around or whatever but yeah yeah it it rained a day for a little bit but it was just like the most saddest rain Mm. it's just so droughty and like you could still smell smoke i mean i'm looking here at my weather app on my computer and it says 79 degrees fahrenheit smoke (laughs) that's the weather right now (laughs) The weather is smoke. Yeah, yeah. The was, weather is smoke. I was surreal for everybody. It's, it's surreal for me 
Additionally, be, because our, I've already been through this on the other side of the country in California, and I yeah. never thought that this would happen so soon in, in Michigan. With climate change have, having been present for all of our lives now, and, and increasingly more so over recent years, I thought, you know, at some point in my life, this could happen at the rest of the country. But, you know, this was three years ago or so that that I witnessed that in California and I looked out in the sky and the sky was just solid gray all across. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just couldn't see any sort of variation in color in the sky. You know, normally if you look out in the sky and it's blue, it's like a little light blue over here, dark blue over there. And you see just like gradients of colors and all that stuff. And in California, three years ago, I just saw solid gray in the sky and then smoke billowing in the streets and all that. And uh, yeah, to look out uh, starting yesterday is really in my area when we started to get it and just see it. There's that like solid gray sky again. It's it's oh, I, get, I get a sense of, you know, I moved 3000 miles away. It's inescapable, you know. So it's from, it's, it's from like, it's from like Canada fires, right? That's like yeah. right. blowing over. Yeah. I, I was out delivering all day today, so it was very hazy. It's a big drought year. Um, nationally. It's not just like in California. And so. for, and for us movie people, it's definitely a drought year. It sucks. Yep. That as well. Support <laughs> the WGA, please. Yep. So we can all yep. work again. Amen. Any actors? Yeah. But yeah, no, I can look out my window. Well, not right now. It's dark, but during the day I can look out and it, you can see the smoke between here and like the house across the street. Like it's it's just like it's foggy, but it's not foggy. It's a dark kind of foggy. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was driving around earlier and it just looks like dust everywhere, and it, it looks very hazy. Like if you ever worked with a camera person who likes to haze and make everything kind of foggy, like have this like thickness to it. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, you can barely see downtown. Like I went downtown and like seeing the skyline, it's like it's really you know it's really covered in all this. Well, that's so kind of like it almost kind of like striking, a, like a dust fog thing. Whatever. I've seen a lot of people comparing it to like Stephen King's The Fog and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Uh, Je- I mean, Jess was having a hard time breathing, like even being out there like yesterday. So you know, it, and yeah. and they they were telling me that you, you should be wearing masks like even inside your car. Mm-hmm. Right. So NPR had a a good tip today. You know. You know Run your AC. If you don't run your AC already because it's summer, run your AC all day uh, so that you can get that filtered air coming into your house. Um, so I don't normally run my AC, but I turn it on all day today. Also, if you need N95s, you know, I work at Home Depot and we sell them there. So go pick up some N95s and stay safe out there. I still have a bunch of them because I never stopped using them. So <laughs> that wasn't hard for me to find. I still I got a huge box that I just bought like a month ago. So yeah, so a big box of them at home. Yeah, because I I, uh, I still use them for work because we cause they still they still use them in the uh, in the TV world. Yeah, it's gross out here, and like it's been surreal because like we were supposed to have band practice yesterday, and one of the members of my band has really bad asthma, and she said like you know I got to hold my doctor just to be safe, and he ordered me a nebulizer and said like I should try to stay inside as much as possible because of my asthma. So no, I can't practice in your garage, which makes sense because we are essentially outside yeah. in my garage. So I was just like, damn it, this fucking fire in Canada is keeping me from playing rock and roll. Fuck you, Canada. <laughs> it's all your fault. Damn it, Canada. Hey, they didn't start the fire. Oh, wait, they did. Get out of our shit. Oh, wait, Fallout Boy. Cover that song. Are they Canadian? No, they're actually from near Danville. Oh, okay. I don't know why that had to do with Fallout Fall Boy. Hmm? Just I, I wasn't sure why Fallout Boy was brought into the... Oh, because they just today there was a big thing on Twitter because they covered we didn't start the fire, 
Did they play? And they in updated it to include like uh, the submarine and like <laughs> Balloon Boy and all this other stuff. Wow! And now we all got AIDS because we because we got the the vaccine. That's a, that's, that's a, what JFK that, Junior said. That's the latest. Or JFK the twelfth or whatever R- his name RFK? is. RFK. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all I know is he does a lot of steroids and HGH. It's very apparent from. His appearance. Yeah, he's very scary looking. Yeah, move on. Let's move on from that and talk about games, like games that we got and games that we've been playing. Like I said, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, afterglow of the direct. So I just been playing. Uh, I played been playing a lot of Pikmin. I was hoping that I would have dreams where the Pikmin would come and carry my stuff away to the next place that we're going to. Just be, just with the large amount of Pikmin that I've been playing. No, I beat I beat. Uh, I, I finally I did a thing that I always wanted to do, which John uh, thwarted unintentionally. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's okay. It's not really. You know, it's not really that big of a deal. I thought it was a really big deal at the time, but you know, it's not—it's not that long of a game. Like I—I I did it in a couple of days. Anyway, uh, I finally beat Pikmin one, a hundred percent. Like I got all of the parts of the of the ship, which I almost—I remember when I first got the game for GameCube. It was a very—it was one of the very first GameCube games. Like it was kind of in the same uh, situation as like Pilot Wing sixty four, where I kind of got it because. There was, you know, I wanted a new GameCube game. And there wasn't really that much else to get at the time. I was like, well, let's try this Pikmin game. And I thought it was really, you know, I thought it was really interesting for the time. I love like the quirkiness of it and the, you know, the size of the Pikmin and the little. And I don't think I actually really knew how to play it <laughs> when I was when I was 22 or whenever whenever it came out. But uh, but yeah, I was I've been playing it again, you know, kind of with sort of like a more RPG uh, aspect to it, and it's fun. Yeah, just don't uh, you just you know just just build up your build build up your Pikmin so you have a. So you have enough to, to fight that final boss who really sucks. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I got through it. Uh, you, the original one, you only have 30 days and you have to collect 30 pieces of your ship in that time. You can collect like two or three a day, though, so it's not really that bad. And uh, yeah, I think I finished it with like five days left. And I had over 200 each, probably, of the Pikmin. Even though that final battle, like I said, the, the final battle with, I forget what it's called. Uh, I actually ran into an, another one on Pikmin 2. But uh, you fight this big guy with a tongue, and he kind of just moves his tongue around and just, like, swipes all your Pikmin up. And I lost about 200 Pikmin in that fight. Like, I I brought 100 out and, like, threw them at him, and then he ate all of them. And then I went and got 100 more and threw them at him and then, like, got damage down. He ate them. And I went and got 100 more, and I came back, and I threw it at him, and then he died. And then I picked up the he has a piggy he has a piggy bank inside of him that has money. So it's like the final thing. You basically have to get enough parts to upgrade your ship to go to new levels. That's kind of how the level progression goes. So you'll get a few parts and then you get to level two and you get a few more and you get to level three. And then finally, the last one will unlock the final level, which is just this boss and the piggy bank, which has the money for your for your character, or whatever. And then you get and then you get the best ending, you know, where you get to come back and and I think that's the only way you can see the credits. Is is getting a hundred percent? So okay. So I got so I saw credits, but yeah, I, I did I did the thing that I wanted to do way back when, and I went and beat Pikmin one all the way through, and it's not very long. Like I said, I did it in a couple of days. Oh, I always remembered that it was Pikmin two that I accidentally deleted your file. No, it was Pikmin it was one. one. It was it was one. one. Okay, because I didn't Fuck have you, because John. Pikmin two wasn't out yet at that time. Because I didn't get Pikmin two until way later. Because I bought Pikmin two for like less than twenty dollars at a. GameStop in the mall, and I don't, and I wasn't even living at uh, the Columbia dorms anymore by that time. That was like way. That was probably closer to mid to late two thousands, I think. Something like that. It was pre. It was pre Wii times, but it was towards the end of the GameCube when I got that one. But no, it was Pikmin one specifically because I had gotten all the way to the end to that boss, and I had saved on the final day or whatever, and that's the one that John accidentally deleted. But it's. I think I only had one day left. Or I remember I beat the boss once, and I didn't have enough time to bring the safe back, and I think I ran out of days, and that's whatever. Like I said, I wasn't very good at it, but I went back this time, and I did much better. But Pikmin 2, Pikmin 2 is my favorite one, because uh, 
they get rid of basically what happens is it takes off right it takes off right after one. So you get all your shit for your ship, and then you come back and Pikmin two, and your boss is like, "Well, you know what? While you're gone, uh, I accidentally like took a loan out, and now I'm in debt. Now I own like ten thousand whatever to this guy." And he's like, uh, I have to sell your ship because I owe all this money. So he gets rid of your ship that you like spent all this time rebuilding at the beginning of 2, which is kind of like, wait, what? And he gives you this other crappy ship that has like new stuff to it or whatever that you can do. And then you basically go out and you collect treasures to pay off your boss's debt. And that's what the second one is. But there's no uh, there's no like certain amount of days or whatever. It's, it's much more relaxed. Like You can do it for however long you want. I'm sure you get a score at the end, depending on how many days you do it in. But, but it's not like, you, like in Pikmin 1, when you get to the 30th day, the game just ends. Like, you'll basically try to go home, and you can either do it if you have enough stuff, or you won't. You know, you'll, you'll try to go, and your, and your ship will explode, and that's one of the endings. Or you'll try to go, and you'll go home. And I think you only need 25 of the 30 parts for one to make it back. So, And I remember doing it without, without all 30 of the parts, but I finally did it with all 30 parts. But 2 is great, because it, it has the depths, the original depths from Pikmin 2, way back in whatever the fuck. It has dungeons where you go underground and there's levels and you keep going down and down and down and it's and there's no time going on in in the cave stuff, which is really cool. So, you know, normally you have to worry about when the sun goes down and when and it turns dark and the guys come out and they get, you know, they get all and and they still do that in the new one. They they're uh, super powered at night or whatever. But uh you don't have to worry about that in the cave. You can spend as much time as you want and and time will not pass. And then whenever you come out, it'll be whatever time it was that you went into the cave. So that's that's pretty cool. And it saves, like, every level you go to. So if you fuck up, you can, like, restart it and go back and all that stuff. But it, it's been it's been fun. It's been a real good, like, relaxing game for me. It's just to put on Pikmin 2 and just kind of be like, oh. And there's two characters now. They introduced Louie. So there's Captain Olimar. Now there's Louie. And you can switch between them whenever you want. So you can have them doing two different things and just kind of like hop back and forth to try to maximize what you're doing. And my favorite Pikmin of all time, the Purple Pikmin, are in this one. And I love the Purple Pikmin because they're just just these big big beefcakes. And they can lift like 10 times the normal weight of the regular Pikmin and they're heavier. And I love those little fuckers. And they can beat so you can't sh- throw them as far, but they can pick up more, right? You can throw them; they're, they're heavier, but yeah, they can pick up more, and they weigh more, and they're also little bruisers, so they'll so beat up the the bad guys quicker. Are they like damaged sponges as well? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's it's hard to tell because these Pikmin go down pretty quickly. Like most of the time, they it, it's most of the, it's like putting them in the wrong spot. They can they can go yeah. out like. You know, if uh, you know, however they if they eat you or they stab you or whatever, you'll die pretty quickly. And also, I I noticed by accident there's these electric fences that you use the yellow Pikmin to destroy. And if you accidentally throw any of your Pikmin in there, they just automatically die. Like even if it's a purple one, they're just like out like that. So don't throw them next to the electric fence and don't pee on it. Don't piss on <laughs> the electric. But I'm uh I'm halfway through my debt now. I'm at I'm at like uh. So it's it's ten thousand. I've I've raised five. It's like Animal Crossing Pikmin. Yeah, I raised five thousand from collecting things. Uh, I haven't really found any. I found Bowser matches. Those were kind of cool, like batch, matches that have Bowser on it. You know, like Bowser Flame yeah. or whatever. And I found like Mario toothpaste, or no, no, it was Mario paint. It was called Mario paint, but it's an actual like Butter thing paint. thing of paint that says Mario paint and it's like blue paint. like a tube so then, of like oil paint or whatever yeah it's a tu- tube of paint that says Mario paint on it which is cool because there's a little Nintendo stuff Mario's that you can body find. paint I remember you can find I think you can find it's GameCube games Mario. or and I you know I found like a battery and whatever and they, and they have little funny uh, descriptions of the stuff that you find and there's different things that actually do things like I found a love tester which becomes your treasure uh, like your treasure scanner so it'll tell you when you buy treasure is it the actual 
like Nintendo love tester that they had back in the day? Probably. I, I would I because I, so. I found a, I found one of the cards too. The Hanaf- I found a Nintendo Hanafuda card too. So I mean, it's. Did you find the Love Hotel? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'd be pretty big. I don't know. If I'd, I'd have to have a lot of Pikmin to carry that. But uh, the other night, I was playing this last night, and I kind of had a funny moment where uh, I mean, it wasn't really funny. It was terrible. But uh, so in in Pikmin. If you press the X button, you'll like disband your Pikmin, you know, they'll like, they'll all just kind of split up until they're different into their different colors. And then you can pick which one you want to like, you know, do whatever with. And I was at the very end of the day and I was trying to hit the B button to call them all to me. And I accidentally hit the X button and they all went away from me. So I, so I lost like a hundred Pikmin at the end and I just had to watch them all get eaten by monsters. Cause you hit the button just as you were. Like, yeah. I hit the wrong, I hit the wrong fucking button. And right when, when the sun went down, they just all go away from me. And then it shows, and it shows a cutscene of them getting eaten by the monsters. And I'm just watching all of them get eaten. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it was, up. yeah. And thankfully I didn't do that much that day. I just, I just like, you know, you can say, I don't want to save, and it'll be like, do you want to go back to your last save? And you can go back to the beginning of the day and start over again in case you fuck up like that. But it was kind of funny. Like, I hit the wrong button, and I did the absolute wrong thing you want to do, and just send your Pikmin away. Because you don't have to be by the ships. You just have to have the Pikmin with you, and then they'll automatically get sent them to their ships, and they'll be fine. But if you don't have them with you, they'll all die. They'll all get eaten by the monsters. And I was just watching all of them die on the screen. I'm like, oh my god, look, they, they all are. Look at all my purple and, and white ones, and they're all they're all fucking dead. And it was sad. But then I just restarted it. So you're not a good steward of resources. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a fun game. Uh, you know, more GameCube games. Uh, cool. I, I like GameCube games, so put them on there. What else? I, I got Splatterhouse Arcade. Uh, it's the best version Sweet. I've ever played because it is the actual arcade. Um, and this is the one that uh, that Caitlin has. The a, show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, has the record. In. This game is hard as fuck, man. Even on the arcade archives, it's hard. Because you don't get in, you don't get infinite lives. Like you still, if you get a game over, you got to start back at the beginning of the level set. And there's like three or four you levels can't, like, per whatever quarters in it. It doesn't work that way. No, because you'll get a game because you still only get you you can get you get infinite infinite continues, but you still get a game over, and you still have to start like three levels back when you when you get a game over. And it's they have save states on it. Yeah, but this doesn't doesn't help. Well, you have to like you can it it doesn't work as well as it should. You can save state, but then you have to exit the game and then come back, and then it'll load your oh, save state. Totally. Which I did do that for one of the bosses because I didn't want to keep going through and trying it over. And this boss was really dumb. Anyway, I was going to try to beat it, but it gets really hard, and I gave up. I kind of. So raised. is this done by like hamster, like all the other ones, or is yeah, it yeah, it's, it's a hamster one. It's like seven. Bucks. Okay, so it's got the same weird yeah. ass interface that they, yeah, have, yeah. they haven't updated. It's pretty much the, all the arcade arcades are, are like that. But it was, you know, it was like seven bucks. I had some cold points, so I was like, I, you know, I always liked Splatterhouse, and I only, I think, I only played the Turbo Graphics version, which isn't as good. And it's cool to see to play the actual arcade version or whatever and uh what else I, I i started wrestling empire again and the free roaming mode is available now i talked about this before on like it's one a real episode thing. again but yeah it's real it's a real thing it's really weird uh <laughs> it just basically feels like you're just in this open world with all these wrestlers walking around and they're just all carrying random things like there's a guy carrying an ultimate warrior painting i don't know why he's just walking around with it it's totally the ultimate warrior uh and you it took me forever to figure out how to go to my own wrestling match. So I missed like five matches because I didn't know <laughs> like where I was, what I was supposed to do. But uh, yeah, there's like, there's like, I don't know, like maybe like 20 different things that are connected to each other that you can walk through. So it's, it's really weird. Uh, I posted a video of, of me fucking around with it on YouTube, uh, but it's a, uh, yeah. It's, and I played it some more last night too, just to be like, I'm like, all right, well, what can I do? Cause there's like a bar you can go to. And I'm like, can I get drunk? 
I couldn't figure out how to drink beers, but I, I picked up a hot dog and ate it, and it actually gave me life back. So it, it does something, you know. But yeah, you're kind of walking around, and there's all these other characters, and you can walk up to them, and they'll talk to you, and you can shake hands or hug or whatever. It's such a it's such a weird game, and you can walk onto the street. There's no cars. Can you scissor? No, I mean not that I know of yet. There's no cars. There's just an oh empty. There's just an empty street, and there's an airport you can go to. I guess I didn't try doing that. And there's a gym, and then there's like you know, and then you go to the backstage, and then you go into like wherever the ring is. But I I finally figured out that at the beginning of the schedule, it'll tell you what time your match is. So there's a little time clicking on the bottom, and it's basically like you know, like an hour is like a minute. So it'll tell you like what time you have to be to your match. So you have to get in there at the right time to do your match. But you can go in there there early. Is key like getting a car or something? Like there's no there's no there's no vehicles that I saw. It's just an empty street with a bunch of people walking around it. I think I'm conflating this with the AEW like potential leak or whatever you were talking about. Oh, the stadium stampede? Yeah. Yeah. That's just a stadium. This this is like a small interconnected world that you can walk around in. Can you wrestle anybody out in the street? Yeah, you can you can wrestle whoever you want. And you can there's a like all the re- all the wrestlers from your federation are wandering around these places. And yes, you can punch them, you can wrestle them, you can fight whoever you want to. It's just really weird. But if you don't come to your wrestle your match on time, you'll lose popularity. And you'll you won't you won't make your money for the week or whatever, and you have to go to the hotel and go to sleep too for it to go to the next week to the next event. So it's pretty bizarre. But you guys both have the game. You can just you can play it. It's 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 Good downloaded track. there for free. Just go to uh, whenever you start up a career mode again. Just go to just go to free roam like it's in the bottom. And yeah, you just and there's a little map that you can look at that shows how everything's connected, and you just walk around. Do whatever you want, I guess. And I, and I picked up a beer and I tried to go to my wrestling match and they stopped me and they said, "Do you need to bring your beer to your match?" And I'm like, "Wow, I guess not." And then I put it down. But I, I probably could have said yes and they just never brought did it in that there. to Stone Cold. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like, can I just say yes and then bring it in? But no, it's a yeah. I was fucking around with wrestling games uh, because I've been doing the stream every week, like the countdown to AEW. I played two of the two of the wrestling games that I very first wrestling games I ever played as a kid. Uh, WWF WrestleMania Challenge was an NES game. I don't know if you ever played that game. It had a it had like a diagonal. It had, had the ring. It was like a. It looked like a diamond because it was like it was isometric, you know. Uh, and you could play. You could play as Ravishing Rick Rude, Big Boss Man, Brutus Barber, Beefcake, uh, Andre the Giant was in it, uh, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and uh, you could play as yourself also. And if you played as yourself, there was like an arcade ladder where you could base kind of like fight through all of the guys. And I think Hogan's the last one. And you can like beat the game, which I tried to do, but everybody gets really, really hard. I could only get as far as Macho Man, Randy Savage, and he beats the shit out of me. But it, it's an NES game, so there's only two buttons. You press B to do it to do your like uh, body slam. Uh, if you press B from behind, you do your special move. I think as yourself, you do like a little backbreaker thing. And uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> and and you press A to punch. And press do you down. have that game, or you play it on an emulator, or what? No, I have it. This is my NES cartridge from when I was a child. I still have it. Uh, it was because uh, I'd packed up a bunch of my games, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna leave one game for each system out that I want to play, and that was the one that I was like, well, how about this WWF WrestleMania Challenge? I'll play it on stream. So I put that one in there, and I played it, and it's, you know, it's. I think it's all right for what it is. I mean, it's pretty fast. You know, it's very simple. Like I said, it's only it's only a couple moves. Uh, you can climb up the you can climb up the ropes and jump on people. I do remember that Andre the Giant can't climb the ropes though. I remember that he won't he won't he won't climb. He'll just like put his arms on it. He won't climb up because he's too big or whatever. So I remember that I remember that being a thing. But yeah, I, I tried playing through and I got as far as Macho Man and I got killed. And you get like two you get two continues and then you get a game over after that. 
and that's the NES one. But I also have a Game Boy one, WWF Superstars, that came around out around the same time. And it's kind of more of a 2D thing, kind of like Final Fight, you know, where you can see the ring and it's more like flat. But you can go back and forth. And that one, that one doesn't have any. Uh, you can't be yourself in that, but but you can play as uh, was it Ultimate Warrior, uh, million million dollar man Ted DiBiase is in there, Macho Man Randy Savage, Mister Perfect. If you remember Mister Perfect, aka Kurt Hennig, as he was called in uh, WCW, I just found out that he died one year older than me. He died at forty four from a cocaine overdose. That's what happened. That's to a lot of Mr. Mr. Perfect. Yeah. No, I mean I don't think it takes a lot of cocaine to kill yourself, but uh, I think he was well, on steroids and some other shit up. too. Yeah. They said he was on like you know sleeping pills and steroids, but fucking Mr. Perfect. I didn't know you went out so so early, but I, I liked so I liked him. In, I liked him in WCW when he was. I think he was in. I think he was in the NWO maybe at that time. But but yeah, that one's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a similar thing when you press B to to flip the guys and you press A to punch and you can run and do like run and drop kicks and you can do a move while you're getting up where you like grab their legs and pull them down. But I played a lot of this of this Game Boy one and I played it on the game uh, I played it on the GameCube on the Game Boy Player and it looks nice. It actually has some color in there. I always used to play as Mr. Perfect because he was he had he was winning he was wearing like a white one piece and it was easy to tell who you were because he was the only one that wore that you know because the Game Boy was so hard to see the original one. That I always play as Mr. Perfect because I couldn't really differentiate the characters from each other because they all kind of looked the same. Except for him because he had the one, the big white one piece that he wore. So he looked different enough to help me get through it. But yeah, I fucked around with those on stream and that's what I did. I'd like to see you try my favorite wrestling game on the NES Tecmo World Wrestling. I think you haven't tried that game. I think I've played it. I thought I played it with you. Is it on the Nintendo Switch Online? No. Oh, okay. Should be. It's a fantastic wrestling game. They put something on there. They put an NES wrestling game on there, but I don't remember. Yeah, which one that, that was like the the basic one, like the black box game or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just called like wrestling. Yeah, Tecmo World Wrestling. It's a great wrestling game on the NES. It has commentary. That's what drew me to it. I remember seeing that at the KB Toys. Yeah, I had fifty bucks in my pocket. What game do I get? Look at the back of the box, and well, this game actually has like commentary, like real wrestling on TV. That's incredible to my young mind. So I bought it, and I was not disappointed. I think that game's great. I mean, what? I mean, what? Do the, what do they say? Like, uh, he punched it's just like him, a, or <laughs> that, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not. Talking. It's not audio. It's it's like at the bottom. The bottom third of the screen is a little little guy uh, facing camera, and you can you know, he's got a text bubble, but he's he's actually talking about whatever you're doing. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, unless I played, unless you had it, and I played your copy of it, I, I didn't play it. Well, if uh, AEW is not. Available by the time we're off this podcast. It's it's still not. Got a couple minutes to burn. It's still not you available. I, I just I just checked. I was just uh, uh, finding that somehow and entertaining yourself with that. For sure, I want to know what that other wrestling one is. I think it's called Pro Wrestling. Yeah, you're right. It is Black Box Pro Wrestling. There it is. I didn't get to try them yet, but they added new stuff to the to the Genesis. I really want to play uh, Crusaders of Senti, and that's on there now. But I I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. I don't know if that's on the uh, Nintendo um, Switch Online. It's on that end, and it's on the, the Genesis collection as well. Well, it's on there now for uh, for however much you pay. You can get it for free, quote-unquote, through Nintendo Switch Online. It was added yesterday. But yeah, I'm good on that. Um, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! talk about whatever yeah i've talked i've talked enough talk about other things talk about what you've been doing either of you both of you well so i figured uh john why don't we talk about um you know obviously the the elephant in the room the breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom a little bit <laughs> but then how about you uh, we'll talk about tears of the kingdom then you should talk about what you want to and then i'll talk about what i played of the pikmin 4 demo because i think i'm oh you both oh you both played more. it damn well i should have said that at the beginning then because that could we could have had impression well we, we, well we can put it on the title or whatever because yeah i, I mean really, i haven't I finished really, it but i've played a decent amount of it i've read a lot of the preview of it and i'm really excited like i think it looks real cool i know why i've been playing mm-hmm. one and two also and i'm planning on playing three also if i get to it well I'll, I'll probably get to it they're not that the games aren't very long you know even two's not is maybe like 20 hours which is fine with me but uh, i i've actually i haven't played tears of the kingdom at all this week I had a whole week without even touching it. One whole week. How did that happen? I got tired of it. That's how it happened. Um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't love that game as as much as most people do. Uh, it's uh, I, I got to, but whatever. I got to the dungeon. There's a dungeon in the depths that I got to, and I'm like, I don't like dungeons, and this is annoying. I don't want to do this. So I went and found some roots, and then Jeremy came here, and I haven't played since. I, well, actually, ever that was since, one week ago. Yeah, ever since uh, the direct, I just—I mean, I've just been playing Pikmin. It's a good—it's a good chill, relax game, and I like it. I get it. Like I said, I'm in Pik—I'm in Pikmin fever, so I'm—I'm very—I'm very look much looking forward to four, and all the stuff I've read about four sounds great. Like it's uh, very excited. They say that it's that it's the modernization of Pikmin that should happen, but we'll talk. You played the demo, so we'll talk about that. I played a lot of the demo, so I'll get to it shortly. But I thought first off, let's just talk. 
you didn't play Tears of the Kingdom this week, but John and I both did. Mm. Um, I'm just going to say a little bit more about my stats, but I don't want to do any spoilers. But I definitely see the finish line. The finish line is there. Um, do you have I, all the shrines? I passed, no. I passed 200 hours this week. And uh, I thought you were like 300. My, no. Oh, no, you're just at 200. I mean, you're <laughs> you're, you're so high, though. It, uh, yeah, you're over 200. So it became my number two most played game on the Switch this week. So that's why oh. I said number two with a bullet construct at the beginning of mm. Yeah. yeah, this pe- this just this week passed both Tetris and Breath of the Wild, Tetris 99 and Breath of the Wild, which I still think Tetris 99 is probably more because Sean and I switch our accounts when we play it together. Sure. Yeah. And she's got like, I think she's got over 100 hours on it as well. So um, I will say uh, I totally get why it is because it's more of a sandbox than anything else that's been on the Switch, maybe aside from animal crossing but that's a, a different kind of sandbox that's more of like an aesthetic sandbox but. definitely not as big not as big well as yeah but still i feel like it's i don't know it's a microcosm of like a bigger sort of city planning game but i don't know it's still complex at the same time but yeah i was looking at because every time i download a new game and i don't have enough space animal crossing is the first game it tries to delete because i haven't played it in over a year apparently but uh yeah it's still my number one most played game but Tears of the Kingdom just act out second place this week. And uh, so I'm at over 200 hours. Uh, I have 141 shrines. Oh, I've got 11. I think it's 150 something. 152. It's 152. So you have 11 11 left. left. So you're almost in the single digits. I mean, that's pretty exciting. I I think I'm at 127 or eight or something like that. Yeah. And then, of course, last week I said I did finish the light roots so i've got all 120 of those right now i'm at you know full stamina as much as you can get which is three full wheels i thought it was four 34. i thought full it'll stamina was four because i have three it'll only let me it won't let me how many do you have john anymore do you have three too i've maxed out i don't know that that is oh i thought it was I think three is the max i thought it was four because i got it to three and stopped but I thought I could do more, but I never tried. Because I thought it was four in the other one. It won't let me upgrade it anymore. Okay. Are you saying three wheels outside of the of the middle one? No, three total. Okay. Well, then I have max two. I, I thought that I didn't have max. We'll try to upgrade it next time and yeah. see. I mean, I, be- I, be- I, be- I believe you. I, I if just... you ever play the game again. <laughs> I got to beat it sometime so we can do a spoiler cast about it. I just want to beat the dumb thing. I mean, you could have a maximum of 40 hearts and I'm at 34. So, I mean, I feel pretty good about just fucking finishing this game. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to come back and try to like, because I've done so much work to get all the shrines and stuff. Like, I still think I'm going to try to do that and get all the shrines. And then I'll start focusing on the side quests. But I am kind of at the point, and Trey, you were saying it last week, where I'm just like, I just want to beat this thing, just like get it done. Yeah. Because like I've gotten to the point where like I'll like just be playing it, and I'll just like stare at the TV, and I'll be like, I don't even know what I want to do. Like, I, mean, I can go you've build. Done a lot of it. I'll right? go up. Yeah. Like I like to go up into the sky and try to build weird machines. Like I still do that. But um, lately, I'm just like, where have I definitely not been? You know, I've been using the tools to see where I've not been and go back there. And I just been very much like mopping up the details that I may have missed. And uh, so that's why I'm at 141 shrines. And um, yeah, basically, the game's got me to where like, go beat it now is what it's telling me. So that's where I'm at. And I haven't done that. But uh, man, I, I. We'll say there's one thing that's kind of weird me out. There's a light route, and I, I went through and I marked all my light routes with stars on the ground level where I haven't gotten the shrines. Mm-hmm. There's one where I go to the star and it's not setting off my shrine detector. I just keep compulsively checking underneath to make sure, yes, there's a light route under there. 
And then I'll even go like all the way up to the sky. Well, is there maybe a shrine up there? And I'm not seeing anything up there. Maybe I need to go up there. So I don't know if they're directly connected as well. well I don't think they are, though. Some Well, I don't I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't think they were. But there was one where uh, I, where my, my shrine detector didn't go off. But it's because I there's a thing I had to do first before before it would show up. You know, because there are there are ones that are tied. So to, maybe to you side have to quests. find the green crystal or whatever. It was something. Oh, like it's that. tied to the side quest, maybe. Like yeah. it wasn't you... even. Yeah, there there's shrine quest. There was one where there was nothing. Like I went there and there was nothing there at all, and and the shrine <laughs> thing wasn't going off either. That's and I, what and I, mean. I had to do something, and then it appeared, but I don't remember what it was that I did. But there was one like that where the yeah, other was just nothing there, and it wasn't even dinging. You know, hmm. just just yeah, for. Just, just for uh, uh, to be thorough, are you sure that 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 your shrine detector is set to shrines and not you know apples? I haven't or whatever? changed it. I haven't changed Sorry. it. It's it's still at shrines. I I changed it for. I used it. To, I changed it. I, it, to, like, I changed detect, it for the quest uh, you're talking treasure, about. Trey. Treasure chest. There's one we have to detect treasure chests, and I used it for that, but it didn't really help. I changed it once, but I changed it back. Yeah, it was just for that. Specifically for the temple you're talking about, Trey. Oh yeah, I used it. I used it for to find a giant horse too. I changed it to giant horse sensor or whatever. I'm going to tell you that trip. That temple is actually not that bad. Actually, in my opinion, it's the most fun one that I played. Is it not annoying? I mean, you know, they're not. They're not all annoying. I just don't really. I will say it's more logic based. I just wasn't that much. You know, when it said when it said like go when it says like go find five things, I'm just like ah, come on. This is like the sixth time I've done this. Like I, I'm going to tell you, it's it's not really. (laughs) It works differently. Okay, because it's in the depths. Sure. So you you get a different temple experience that you actually are probably going to enjoy. The Minecraft one was in the depths too, and I hated that one. (laughs) <laughs> the one, the fire one, with the oh, with yeah, the, the mine, with the mine, the mine cart thing. one. So I guess I did. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mention this week. I finished. So I'd only finished two of the, um, you know, the mainline dungeons, and I beat both those on the same day. I think it was on Sunday, and uh, I don't know. I was just like, I, I like almost like got to like a mania in real life, like of just how happy I was that I fucking beat that. Because like that was the first, almost positive. That's the first dungeon I like had access to, but I never actually like wanted to play it because you said in the first week we were playing it, you're like that minecart dungeon sucks. And then I talked to John about it later. And John was also like, "Yeah, it's not that great." So I was just like dreading playing through that. And I played through it, and actually I thought it was. Did you like it? I didn't like it, but I liked it more than I liked the uh, the desert one. The desert one was kind of. Like, I keep telling myself, like, this game's meant to be accessible, so I'm probably overlooking something obvious, but I still end up just doing these really convoluted solutions to stuff. And it works, but I'm probably making it harder on myself than I need to. But, you know, it works, so... I mean, that's how I beat the levels. Like, I just got... I will say, I just got... Yesterday, I got the... uh, I finally got the uh, Zora armor, where I could swim up waterfalls. Um, uh, that's so, useful. so you finally got the ancient just, the ancient arowana or whatever the the fish you had yeah i just got i just got it yeah. yesterday like last night i finally found it where and, where uh, was it it was up in the sky yeah it was a, it was the last sky island i hadn't been to yet that was like part of a cluster which i ended yeah, up that was the, a couple more the, shrines there and stuff they give you a hint where it's like there's a fish in the sky or something like that yeah. oh yeah yeah you're all like what are you talking about but then you realize one of them is shaped like a fish Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we went there. Like, yeah, just watched watch while we did while I did that. And I find, that wasn't where I found it. I don't remember if I mentioned it, but I find I did finally find a hardy radish sometime last week, and I do have them growing at the farm at the 
in a Tino village now. So I don't have a farm. So infinite. I haven't figured out how to do that. Infinite farm. radishes. Uh, it's it's part of a sh- it's part of a side quest that you do with the school okay. at Hadino Village, and you get a f- and you get and you're able to grow things, and you don't have to do anything. All you do is you give them one vegetable and they'll grow it for you, and you just come back a couple days and they'll just be there. So it basically makes infinite. Like the idea is, you just put hardy radishes there, and it'll just be infinite hardy radishes. You just come back and you can get like two or three of them from there, and then you wait a couple days and they'll grow again. If you haven't like. So- Made a, a million of them already from the from the duplication glitch. I mean, I lost that a long time ago. But um, I mean, I'm sure you did. Yeah, the duplication <laughs> glitch. The duplication glitch served me the best in two categories: rupees, because I got a lot of rupees. So I still am sitting at like eighty something thousand rupees, which is dumb. But that's where I'm at. You can buy so many rooms for your house. <laughs> I mean, I've maxed that. Shit. I mean, you can only buy and you can the, only buy fifteen. Like that's I, I maxed it yeah. too. And I also did it with um, I did it with the large Zonai charges because when you sort by type, they show up last. So that was the easiest thing to do with the duplication glitch. Turns out that was awesome. I did that because you could buy because now you can make your the, uh, battery crystallized charges, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm up to twelve uh, and a half out of sixteen because you can you can double it. Like I, I saw that, like just sent me. Right, no, a, that's what I'm saying. I'm send at, me I'm a TikTok on it. Like, yeah, it goes all the I'm way to the top, and then it'll total. start again after that and turn blue yep. or something. So I'm I'm over seventy five percent with the max battery gauge because of that. So you can fly all so over the place how, without worrying. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I've also been I did I haven't messed around with it as much this week, but I've been watching a lot of videos about using the uh, the unique to shrine devices that you can go take and make part of your auto build. Oh yeah. That you can, that you can then turn into these devices that use different sources of energy or whatever. And they do even better at this point. I don't need it anymore. Like short of like, I'm at the point where I can go to a flux construct and I can make drones to kill it for me. Yeah. Which I'll do a lot of the time, but I never made Short any that, drones. I, I don't need that. Well, they're not drones, but they're like uh, I know, the things that like certain... they're like Roomba guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the I know. Roomba I know guys. what you're talking about. I never really even that room, even that shrine where you're supposed to do it. I didn't do it. I just put them out there to distract them. I did never realize like you could put weapons. It's the coolest them. thing in the world. Yeah. No, I mean I've seen I videos. Lo- of it. I love making my yeah. drone army and just watching them do their thing. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm literally hiding. Like, nah, I'm yeah. scared. You guys do it. Have you had them? Have, so have you made them kill a Gleox yet? Because I've seen people do that. I haven't gotten to that point. Make make dro- make, kill... make big drones to kill Gleox. Um, I also tried building a murder cage, which I did successfully build, and I've got some videos of it where it was a cage that I took from a shrine, and I put lasers all up in it, so I would put the monster in the cage and hit it, and then lasers start like killing the monster, and I killed a bunch of silver um, moblins with that, and that worked great for them. But I tried taking it to a Lionel. The Lionel just like smashes it and it's gone. So <laughs> I wasn't able to use the murder cage to take out Lionels, unfortunately. Hmm. But it works great for the silver moblins and not the Bach moblins either. They they will smash it as well. So yeah, silver moblins specifically, murder cage works on. But yeah, I've got I've got it saved in my favorites. So I've got my murder cage I can pull out whenever. It only costs like I think like nine zonite. So I've been spending a lot of time also down in the depths just like harvesting zonite i mean i'm doing it old school because i don't have the duplication glitch anymore so i am literally going down there like slaughtering enemies and breaking ore to like just load up on zonite that was the thing i thought of like that way back when we were talking about the duplication glitch i was like 
Yeah, I was like, why didn't I even think about it? Just, just, just duplicate the Zonai stuff. Like that, that would be that'd be the thing to do. Like, why am I fucking around with diamonds or whatever? I should just be making. Well, the shit. diamonds are good too, but yeah, I know you can Zonite, get money. I, I'm happy whatever. I did that. Yeah. I'm really happy I did the Zonite charges because they also were really good for uh, when I was first like building vehicles and traveling the sky islands like you can refill your entire gauge and make it like it's pretty much triples your gauge when you use a zonite charge mm-hmm. and then you once it runs out you can use another one so you really have like unlimited travel potential short of whether or not your device despawns to get all over the sky islands so yeah the, the duplicating of the zoni or the large charges was like the best thing i did Otherwise, you know, I don't miss the duplication glitch that much. And at this point, I still have 20-something of them left. I'm doing okay. Well, for me, uh, uh, the big thing I did this week was I beat the Master Koga of the Yiga Clan side adventure, which I thought was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I never did all that. <laughs> I think I did I just love that. one That of was them. so fun. Yeah. So once again, going back to the depths without spoiling anything, the stuff you do in the depths is so much different. I guess short, yeah. of, the, uh, short of that temple that you do which is fairly standard fare for a, for a temple, even though it's got different mechanics. But I will say, like, your approaches to problems in the depths are different than elsewhere. And I really liked fighting the Yiga. I, that was probably one of my favorite things in this game so far. Was, yeah, and he's got so much character, they, too. They, like, see, really they seem like, they kind of seem like, you know, like player-controlled characters in a way, because they have, they, they function similar to you and what they can't do. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the boss is really funny, and the, that's a very memorable character for me. Um, it was fun to just chase them all around and, and uh, to have to figure out, like, how to get to all the different points that he was going to, because some of those points on the map, it's like, well, that's way over there. I haven't even been to that corner yet. I don't, I don't even know how to how to, to enter that, that point. And you know, it was satisfying because it, it, it took a while. You know, if you try to play through that whole uh, side adventure, you know, um, you, you might spend five hours on it just because you have to essentially traverse uh, and explore a whole lot of the depths in order to hit all those different points. And then at the end of each each uh, part, you you end up fighting uh, Master uh, Koga, and he's got some new invention that he's trying out, and he swears that, well, this will be the time that he takes Link down and then inevitably you you, you kick his butt and embarrass him. It's just a really satisfying, uh, uh, you know, couple hours. He always takes off with like his that. tail between his legs. Like, right. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he stomps the ground. And he's got a little puff of smoke because he's angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed that a lot. And then one of the uh, the final one requires you to to go to this part where it says there's there's a direct entrance whereas before you had you had to kind of explore around and you know you'd follow the statues the statues are pointing the way and, and you could spend like i actually 30 40 minutes for a while to find the entrance to this yeah the final one it took me a while too but when i found it it was very satisfying it was like oh that's where it was okay you they feel like the game kind of got one over on you they don't mark it on mm-hmm. the map or anything. You just have to you have to find it. Well, you see where it is, but you don't have access to you the have, area. You got to figure out how to get to it. Yeah. And so I ended up like, it, it really was stumping me. So my strategy was, I'm going to go down to the depths and I'm going to light up every spot that I can around it to find, try and find like one sort of pathway in. And, right. and yet that, that worked to some degree, but I had to take it a little further. Mm-hmm. And, and when I finally did find it, it was very satisfying. So that that was the biggest thing I did this week. Other than that, 
yeah, I'm up to 80 shrines, 41 light roots. I have 105 Korok seeds. Only 80. Stamina's full, and I have 16 hearts. So I'll, although my numbers are not near where your guys are, I think I've, like, I, I, I feel like I'm almost at the end. What, what about well, you're the, following the narrative? What, what about temples? More, I think. What, how many temples have you done? Uh, I think I've, I think I've only done three. Oh, okay, because there, because as of yeah. last week, you said you had done the fire one and the wind one. I didn't. Have you done and the one water one? Right? You did the water one as well, right? Yeah, I did the water one. Yep, that's it. There's there's still two whole sections of the map that I haven't uh, lit up yet. Oh, uh, one in particular, I haven't even really set foot in. So I'm I'm satisfied with the way that I'm choosing to play it because I I feel like I've got a whole section of the map that I haven't even really seen at all, and that's going to be fun to to go there when I need to go there. So yeah, I'm enjoying the game still. Uh, other than that, I did finally dip in and play another game this week. I played uh, the Monster Jam game for the Wii. <laughs> I tried so I tried the Switch one and the Switch I couldn't get it to work. It did, you, did, you, did you glue it? Did you ever get it in I there? I glued it. No? I glued it back. It still couldn't. Oh, okay. I finally could physically fit in fit it in there, but it it wouldn't read it. I I cleaned the contacts and everything, and and I was like, well, maybe if I go like to an electronics store and get some you know contact repair solution or whatever. I was like, how much do I want to spend on this game that I found on the side of the road? So I just that shit got away. run over. Yeah, I got run over. I threw it away. Uh, but then I went and played. The one that's on Wii, I put it right in my Wii U. It's actually pretty fun. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's a simple. I'm glad you fired and fired up your point. Wii U. <laughs> I did, I did. It's a, it's a very simple game at this point. Um, but if I ever want like a simple arcade racer, uh, I could I could put that game in and have a good time. It's funny because it, it's from 2010, and it's uh, at some aspects of it, it feels like it's even earlier than that. Just like the, it, it's still got some some sort of like, you know ratitude to it like like the, the, there's the announcer and then there's this guy who's like narrating to help you along and figure out what to do and that guy it can be best described as like the best friend from a 1990s teen comedy who drinks too much mountain dew and like they really lean it like he's like come on dude you gotta catch up everything's like, it's okay dude you know all throughout this guy is like in your face 1990s rad guy mm-hmm. so but it, it's funny and actually, I'm, it, it made me curious about how the other game was. And like, I, I'm actually enjoying the Wii one. And kind of wish that the other one was was working so I could give it a try. So I went on the eShop and I checked it out. And it does look like a fun game. It's forty dollars on the eShop. So yeah, it's kind of a lot I'm, for I'm a, it, yeah. for a monster truck game. I wouldn't right. I wouldn't pay forty dollars for it. No, but I mean, you know, market maybe it'll go on sale for for nothing. Like, I want to see a monster truck show, and I wouldn't even pay forty bucks for that. Yeah. Yeah, true. I've seen monster truck shows, but I I think they were the as ticket, a kid. I did the tickets I were bought for me. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, yeah, I don't think I paid for it. It was pretty boring. It took forever oh. to get to Truckosaurus. I liked it. Whatever at the end, like it, I just remember it was. It took forever to get to the actual monster truck part, and that was at the end. And it was like it was like Simpsons on Ice again, where it's like ten minutes of it, and everything else is bullshit. My biggest news of the week is that gimmick has finally appeared on the eShop and. I know the price of the game finally it's 14.99 that's the magic price that we always talk about is the best price oh, yeah, for, absolutely. for it's a good price for indie games for retro re-releases it's 14.99 and uh yeah i'm so glad because i think a lot of people are gonna pick it up on that price alone and 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 so, so they, they did well to, to pick that price and actually they put out a tweet 
saying that they were looking for press to talk about the game. And so I, I emailed them and I got a response. So hopefully we'll be uh, getting some review codes and maybe even interviewing someone from the team, which that would be great because that's, that's all, wave, right? that's all on you since you, uh, since you started that. So I haven't yep. responded to them or whatever, but that's, I figured you were on that. Yep. So I'll stay on it and hopefully, hopefully we're, we're talking to someone from, from the team who made this game. I can thank them personally for bringing what I think is the best NES game to modern consoles. They may not, may not even know it, but you would be one of the best people to give that to. You are a I think so. super yeah, fan. I tried to tell them what a fan I was of the game and, and all that. I, 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 first, I first stumbled across this game almost 10 years ago now. Uh, I watched uh, Pat the NES Puck's review of it, and he was so so overjoyed with this game. I was like, I got to track this down and try it. So I did, and it's just it stuck with me ever since. And I can't wait for everybody else to try. It. I can't wait for you guys to give it a try, so you can see what it's all about. But yeah, it finally comes out next week on uh, on July six. Between that and AEW Fight Forever, it's like and full quiet, full quiet vaporware comes out, is comes real. Out the next day, but so vaporware you, is real. You got two, you got two great NES games there, back to back. Well, do you have anything else, John? Because I thought maybe I would talk a little about Pikmin. Actually, I might actually kind of sort of give a a really generalized view of it and then kind of take some questions because i think yeah so, Trey would have good questions about yeah, but you what, played a you played it right john the, yeah jeremy the, the and demo? i both played the picking four demo i played about 40 minutes of it i gotta be somewhere close to where you are maybe a little further i, I was working today so i was out. did you make I it to the second day no i did not make it to the second day okay so i'm on the second day don't don't i mean i wish i know it's like a demo but i was like don't don't no no don't i don't spoil it don't anything. spoil it too much because i'm really that's excited why about i thought it. no that's why i thought it would be good for me to give a really kind of generalized view and john you can add anything if i forget right but uh and then i would also be willing to take some questions if trey like i will do my best to avoid spoilers but are the other ask me if certain things are there and wait wait, wait a second let me talk about it first <laughs> okay all right, so the Pikmin 4 demo showed up on the eShop tonight, actually, just a few hours ago. Like an hour before we started recording. I was super confused by it, but it does eventually let you make a character. Oh, yeah, you and can I create your like, own character. I look, like, I look like Roddy Martin from, like, early Joy Electric, like, blue hair. <laughs> I don't know if he ever had blue hair, but, like, if, if he had blue hair. Did you have the red hair? <laughs> I, I look like the Pikmin version of Ronnie Martin. Well, no, I have blue hair, but... Um, just based on my character model and like sort of like it's a fairly limited uh, palette you can choose from but between like the the different facial features and the hair and everything there's probably still hundreds of different possibilities and mine just end up looking like ronnie martin i thought that was kind of cool Jim, i think you're getting quiet again of, of joy electric yeah of joy electric can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you now okay maybe you're just so anyway away from uh mic. i played this demo and uh, you sort I, I sort of sort of loaded it up and uh, didn't know how much I'd get to play before we recorded, but I did manage to make it to the second day, and I'm about halfway through what they say like your total amount of uh, they call it what sparklium or something like that. Yep, mm. it's the it's the whatever the uh, energy source you're trying to collect for your ship, rather than just being like juice or whatever, like it's been in previous games. It's called like sparklium, and you're essentially turning the things you capture into fuel because of whatever i mean that's just how they chose to take it this time so um, you're still going around you're still picking up things and bringing them back and it's giving them really cool like unique names what they are so i got a uh i got a fork and it was called a noble bident because it only had two prongs on it mm. well comes up coming to find out in this game there's actually a narrative reason why things are called what they are and it's because 
There is an AI that names everything built into the ship computer. Oh, I mean, that could have been what it was in Pikmin 2 also, because the computer does, the ship does talk to you whenever you get something, so. Okay. I always thought it well, was it just. Specifically, yeah. The captain specifically is like, I designed this AI to name everything so we don't have to. So it's like, rather than their perspective on what it is, it kind of changes, like, I don't know. It kind of changes my view on, like, the name of stuff in Pikmin, because I was like, well, this is just their, you know, their relative view based on their home planet, and obviously they're much tinier, and, you know, they've got a different, <laughs> a totally different life experience than we do, so this is what they say. But now knowing it's an AI, it's like, I don't know. I could see an AI, for what we currently know, saying some weird shit like this about not. Because there is, like, I have ChatGPT, and, like, there's a new feature on it where you can put an image and say, what is this image? And it will describe it. And uh, it would totally be like, this is a device that maybe was made to, like, keep people from being thirsty. But I don't know what it's called, so I'm going to make up a name. Like, it really feels like whatever the modern definition of AI is in that regard. And it kind of takes some of the, like, charm of the, oh, no. the different culture naming it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that was always kind of my, I mean, it's like that, it's like that raccoon game on Switch, you know, where you get the things yeah. and you, and that's what I was kind of liked about Pikmin. Like I was kind of looking at the names of some of the items right now. It's like a, it's like how they call like an apple is called an insect condo, you know, because yeah. I thought that was funny because as like a little tiny character, you would see like a discarded apple and you would see a bunch of insects living in there. Mm-hmm. So you would think that it would be like a condo for insects. Like I always, I like that, like that creativity to it, you know, cause you're seeing it on a smaller level and you don't really know what it is. So you'd be like, oh, okay, well that's that thing. So like so I got they're, a, they're I, I got a bike bell. Yeah, yeah. I got a bike bell and that's called a path creator. You know, it's still like a unique, like description of it. And I think it's probably even more clever than maybe what they originally said, but by ascribing it to AI and given the current state of AI and how we, I don't know, anybody with a brain kind of feels about it, especially if you're a creative person. How we kind of feel about AI, it's just kind of like, this is a little too on the nose. Well, especially like we said briefly like earlier about the writer's strike and the AI oh, yeah. is a part of that too. Like how long is it going to be before AI writes an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit or something? Maybe AI wrote the Pikmin 4 code and no. put that in there to make itself <laughs> seem favorable. No. Maybe. Taking what's sacred. But yeah, the big thing this adds, like, fundamentally or, or i guess like gameplay wise is you have a dog now the dog represents three ochi pikmin yeah mm-hmm. Oichi, Oichi, ochi how you say it the dog can represents three pikmin and it's carrying possibility but it also has different like it could dig it can you bash there's things. different things it can do it can smash it can like, and, yeah, and you can bash, train it can too from what i from what yeah. i understand you can it has its own sort of like leveling up aspect where you can i get the impression it, it actually things. like the it physically changes with time based on the demo. But yeah, I'm not writing anything. It's at the beginning of the demo. You sort of get the impression the dog that you get isn't the dog you will have at the end. Um, but it's cool. It's like, um, all right, I'm just trying to look. I'm just trying to like be like, okay, here's a bad thing. I feel like the the textures are shitty. I like the it, ground I looks really, really like blurry and like zoomed in when you like are in like the uh, cutscenes and stuff. And it's just kind of like I mean, they've all they all kind of look like that. (laughs) I remember, you know, Star Fox Adventures, where there's just like super accurate fur texture on these characters, and then I'm seeing like twenty something years later, a character like a dog character that's supposed to be furry, and it's just got like a smooth, like fake fur texture on. You know what I mean? Like 
there's just certain things about it. I'm like, it's hard to believe this is 2023 and this is Pikmin 4. It looks great. Don't get me wrong. And probably in the overall sense, it can handle more models on the screen at once. And it's got bigger worlds. And it's all these things that I'm not seeing. But as far as the actual like textures and stuff that you kind of sort of uh, depend upon to you know create that illusion of being a tiny person in a giant abandoned post-apocalyptic human world. I kind of want to see like the grains. I want to kind of see like the strands of carpet stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like they could do better with rendering the world. And so I, little details. I'm probably like wrong. That, yeah. Exactly. I'm probably wrong in the long, the long term sense. And the game will be fun, and yeah. we'll get over that. And stylistically, it'll it'll be great. But for me, knowing this is like a spiritual, not even spiritual, a direct successor to like the original GameCube game. Like in some ways, I feel like there were GameCube games that looked better. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, from from what I've seen of Pikmin 4, in comparison to the other three Pikmin, it does look a lot better than 1, yeah. 2, and 3 do. That's why. I mean, maybe I'm just... That's you know, what I'm saying. Like, it, it looks... If you, if you compare it against Pikmin 1 and 2, it looks a lot... And even, yeah. even the new release version, it does look a lot better. What about 3? Because I feel like 3 looked really I, good. I, don't, I mean, I, it's, I can't speak on 3 because it's been a while since I played 3. But once I play through 3 again, I'll let you know. But when I but when I was looking at the footage of four, I did think like, oh, this looks really cool. But I was just comparing it to the GameCube ones, and I did feel like it looked a lot better. And once again, bear in mind, I'm not saying that in like a make or break sort of way. It's just kind of like this being one of Nintendo's babies, especially being the newest Miyamoto property. I mean, he hasn't come up with a new franchise since this, as far as I know. I mean, unless you want to count like maybe what Rusty's real though baseball. I think he had something to do with that, but. It's like, this is a very precious, protected, with the exception of Hey Pikmin, uh, property of mm. Nintendo. And so you would kind of expect it to be like a system seller, kind of, you know what I mean? And it doesn't really seem that way from what I'm seeing. Like, it looks great, but it's made for Pikmin fans not to be a game that's universally adopted by all Switch owners. Like Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom or a lot of Mario Kart 8 or lots of other games. I mean, Pikmin never has ever been adopted by everyone. I mean, Pikmin's always been like the out, not, I feel like has always been kind of the outcast of the Nintendo games. I felt like Pikmin never really got a chance on anything. So if it's going to, if it's going to sell anything, it's going to be on this version. Yeah. I feel like I, I expected more when... love from Nintendo to try to push it is what I mean. I think, I think when Animal Crossing can jump to become a blockbuster after a couple of different entries on other systems on the Switch, I think that this is expected of all the B-tier Nintendo franchises. I think so. You can, too. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, mean, I felt like Pikmin was very niche. I mean, I, I like Pikmin. But I mean, With the but exception I think- when it was one of the few games on the system and it probably had a, a steady adoption rate, at least in the early couple months of the GameCube. Maybe. I don't know. I felt like I was the only one that had it. I mean, you said you had no, the, you had, you had the first one, but I mean I, that I you it was I was the only one that I knew of that had it for a while. Well, I bought it after the thing. Yeah, I felt like no. Anyway, that's know. all I'm saying. I just feel like this doesn't have the polish of an Animal Crossing or a, a Tears of the Kingdom or a uh, you know Mario Odyssey. It just that's all I'm saying. Like it's probably going to do well, and probably people are going to like it, and probably there's going to be a discourse online. And it's no, already it's already gotten a lot of on the wrong shit. It's already gotten a lot of positivity through the previews. I've actually, I'm actually watching a live stream right now. Well, it's not live because it was earlier. And I'm just watching them just hop around inside of the house. And I'm like, I think it looks amazing. I mean, I love that And shit. I'm over here like I'm standing next to a wall and the texture reminds me of Breath of the Wild. You know, like Tears of the Kingdom fixed a lot of those issues because it's optimized for the Switch. 
It's not a Wii U game. It's a Switch game. Well, Pikmin 4 feels like it's probably something that was meant for the Wii U, and then they were just like, fuck. We gotta we gotta upgrade it, and they kind of cut some corners. That's all I'm saying. Mm. But you know what? It might change. Maybe like a couple more missions in, and I'm doing something that I could have never done the previous Pikmin game. I'm just speaking from my experience with the dog. I mean, you never got to ride on a dog in any of the other ones. So, so they already got that going for them. And you can't ride on a dog in this one. You can... I'm watching. I'm watching somebody do it right now. I'm watching. I'm watching <sighs> them. I'm watching them run. You can, but <laughs> run around with the dog and, and throw Pikmin off of the dog. Well, it's the way the structure of it works. So you can. You can only do it sometimes. You can only do it at the very beginning before they raid on you to a ride you to a different character. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not ruining anything. You'll get there real quick in the demo. Okay, I was just watching. I was yeah, just the, watching footage. Like who of you're it. who you're playing at the beginning will not be who you are for very long. I will just say that. Do you start off as Olimar or something? Yep. It's like starting out as like fully beefed up Samus and then like losing all your abilities is kind of the approach. Like, like, but with yeah, like every a game. totally different character. Like yeah. Tears of the Kingdom did the same thing. <laughs> they did. Yep. So you got all your hearts and then it even it even mentions like I I got to a spot where it's like cave discovered. It literally said cave discovered when I went to cave. I'm like, is this Tears of the Kingdom? Well, I mean, caves were in Pikmin before. <laughs> we're in Pikmin so, too before they were in. Ask me a question else. about the caves, please. Just ask me a question about. What are the caves like? No, to ask. There's a question that's important to you about. Oh, I, I I already read. So the time passes now, right? It's not. The time does not pass in the dungeons. Oh, I, I read. I read that it does. It just it just passes at a much slower rate. Than, than it would maybe but like the clock was completely gone from the screen oh, okay because I, I noticed yeah. that because yeah and two i love that there was no passage of time in the caves but in, that was the thing i was most happy to tell you that it yeah. feels like when you're in the cave as far as i can tell time stops and you're you're in like more of a dungeon environment where you could explore and stuff yeah, they said it was they there's, said diff- it was there's still also moving, different very rules slowly. there's different rules for how many P- pikmin you can have in your party and stuff in the depths as well I mean, is it still you can only have 100 at a time? That was all three of the other ones. Smaller. Oh, really? Initially, and you have to upgrade it, yep. Interesting. Okay, yeah, that wasn't the other one. I'm, I'm very excited to play it. And, you know, from playing through one and two, I like I said, I'm kind of on a Pikmin thing. And I'm very, You'll like the demo. very much looking forward to four. And I'm not, I don't think anything's going to sway me. I think I'm going to buy it. No I think there's no a great what. chance that you'll play, you'll play the demo for four and you'll be like, you were wrong about this. You were wrong about this. I, I really you know yeah. more about Pikmin than I do. <laughs> I really don't Whereas care about I'm textures. I'm kind of just giving you my <laughs> whatever, impressions. Yeah. Well, I do care because, like, since they're using the the engine to do the cutscenes, it's really kind of distracting when they're like talking oh, and having a serious conversation, and yeah. there's just this really blurry, like, pixelated background, like, ground they're standing. I don't know. It's something about it just kind of like pulls me out of the game. Hmm. Well, I, I'll you know, it, it shouldn't be important. I'll give it a try, and we can do, we'll talk about it next week. What did you think of it, John, from the time that you played? Fun so far, although the the opening is very uh, talky, and uh, it takes it took me about half an hour before it just let me play the game. Mm. There was there was a bunch of like false starts to early. Oh, now I'm playing the game. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Then we give you a little bit to do here and there. Oh, now I'm playing the game. Nope, nope. Wait, let me just go back to some more dialogue for a little bit. It was half an hour before they sort of set me loose. And by then we were almost ready to record the show. And I was a little frustrated, you know, cause I was hoping to get a, a bigger chunk of it done before the show, but I can see how it's a quality game and, and I'm going to go back in and, and uh, play the demo through. 
Yeah, I'm wondering how much time they give you. Like, I'm, I'm just watching a game. It explain. tells you at the top that you can play this uh, until you have something like 1,500 of the sparkly, sparkly bits or whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was watching the game explain one, and that one goes for about three and a half hours. So, I mean, that's cool. You get like, get like three hours out of it. Also, the demo transfers. Well, it depends on how you play Final it. game as well. It does? Yeah. Okay, so it's they basically like you're playing right the, the game from the beginning. Yep. So, that's cool. Yep. But not very much of it. Like you're gonna be like, damn it, I have to wait till July. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the demo and I'll have probably a more I think we'll have a between the three of us we'll have a fully formulated opinion of the demo next week. But as of now, I mean I like the demo. I especially love that it's free. Yeah. But I am uh but I am finding some obstacles here in my brain of like how is this next gen Pikmin other than there's a bell in it? Wouldn't it Pikmin 3 have a demo? I thought 3 had a demo. They did. They yeah. had a really extensive demo. Yeah. for uh, That was... Uh, I Pikmin 3 was the game that I got for free from getting Mario Kart 8 for Wii U way back when. Nice. And uh, it was great. <laughs> that Back when they were giving away free games to try to get people to buy Wii U's, I got Pikmin 3 for free. So I got two games for 60 bucks. It was excellent. I was very very happy with it. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to play it. I think it looks very cool. I mean, I liked what I saw from the trailer or from the direct, and I'm excited to play the. I demo think I'll probably I, buy this game. And I like that it. I like that it carries over. Makes it even better. So I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying it 100. Like there's, I feel like the I feel like the Pikmin need me. They need me to to support it, and it's and it's time of need or whatever. Even though I'm sure it'll do better than it did on anything else with the Switch because of the install base. But no, I'm excited. And it I might think, be the last game that's truly a a child of Miyamoto. I mean, I, I mean, I beat Pikmin one, and Miyamoto's name is like not on that game at all. Really, <laughs> he's not the main designer as much okay. as, you might, as you might think. Uh, he's not really. I think he's like a producer, and that's about it. I I looked at the credits. I looked for his name. So he's. I don't think he's as involved in this as you as you would think. Did uh, anybody else have anything else they wanted to say? About stuff we can move on to the news. We could do yeah. We can run through the news real quick here. News and news, news, news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Um, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier, but there's there's new there's new as uh, uh, new Genesis games on the uh, on the on the Nintendo Switch Online, which I, I really want to play. It's a it was a Crusaders of Senti, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts is on there, the Genesis version, which looks much different. Landstalker and Revenge of Shinobi. Yeah, Revenge of Shinobi and Landstalker. I mean, all look like solid titles, so. I'm excited to get into that whenever I have time to. I mean, AW5 Forever is still not out, so I got a lot of time to play other shit. <laughs> it's it's like fucking one in the morning, guys. Come on. There's a rumor that Quake 2 is going to come out uh, uh, during QuakeCon. So this comes yeah. because the uh, South Korean Game Rating Committee classified Quake 2 uh, remastered. Uh, so no platforms have been announced yet or release dates. Um, and this uh, has some credence because a similar situation happened with the re-release of Quake back in 2021. Uh, a rating had surfaced, and, and it turned out to be true. I believe it. I mean, yeah, I mean, because Quake 1, you know, came out, like, on the day of the QuakeCon, and that was fun. We, John and I both played it all the way through, and... Mm-hmm. I want to. I, 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 the only, I the only Quake time too. I played Quake Two was on sixty four, which was pretty good. You know, they used the expansion pack to make it run faster instead of giving it better graphics, which I thought was a cool idea. So it ran really well. You know, they made it really speedy and all that. And 
I'd like to play the full version of Quake 2 because then I've only played the 64 one. So I will easily buy that one. You know, no problem. I love Quake 1. Quake 2 is fun. Let's do it. There's also some evidence that we are going to get a uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 2. Now, it's not been confirmed and certainly no systems have been spoken about. This came about because a Twitter user named Nitroid spotted on the website uh, Metal Gear Solid Timeline which revealed placeholder buttons for Metal Gear Solid 4, 5, and Peace Walker. So yeah, they did name the first one Volume 1, so it's not a real big surprise, but there's the titles that the apparently there's some placeholder buttons on the website for 4, 5, and Peace Walker. It would be really nice because uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, 4 is pretty four much... 4 is locked to 3. It's yeah, locked three, to PlayStation right? 3, yeah. That's the only yeah. way you can play it. And I, I I bought it for, it was one of the first PlayStation 3 games I got, and I beat it. I played it all the way through. The ending is way too long, and it's not even what you think it's going to be. It goes forever and forever and forever. But before that, I thought it was pretty good. But the ending was kind of like, okay, okay. Is it, it four or five that has the balloons that we talked about? On the that's five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's your balloon one. I, I was going to say, if, if they re-release one, if they release volume two with five in there, I can finally see what the balloons are about. Yeah. <laughs> I've never played five. Uh, no, actually, you know what? I played Ground Zero, which is which I beat in like twenty minutes, which I guess took place after that one. I don't know. I looked at the, the timeline; is so like whatever. It's so screwy. It's like wait, five is before Ground Zero? Because uh, yeah, I, I beat Ground Zero in like less than an hour. It was really quick. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's that. Yeah, I don't care. But I mean, I want to play Metal Gear Solid. I'll play Metal Gear Solid Three again. I really like that game. A I lot wish. I out. really wish it was Twin Snakes that was being put on the Switch. Yeah, it's like, a shame. But I mean, but they don't. I, I don't. There's probably some tie up with that, and 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 they don't even exist anymore, right? The Silicon Knights, the guys. Uh, I thought so they. I thought they went under a long time ago. Well, they were absorbed, right? No, I thought they. No, they went. I, I thought their company completely died after Two Human. Do you remember Two Human, the 360 game? Yeah. That didn't sell. That they put a ton of money into it and it didn't sell anything and. I thought that was when they died. They should have made it less human. <laughs> I mean, it was it wasn't reviewed very well either. Yeah, that was like 2008. So I mean, I guess they they went defunct in 2014. But they were trying to Oh yeah, X-Men Destiny. That game was really bad too, apparently. <laughs> that game was on GameCube. I always wanted to play it, but I heard it was awful. But yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah, they they went bankrupt on the tw- on, on May 16th of 2014. And that's that. Then they disappeared. So yeah, it's a, it's probably it's probably has something to do with that. Ease Nordics is getting a special edition. Ease Ten, it has a release date too. Finally, it's in uh, it's in September, so I got to get to work on that Ease Nine. Got to got to finish that shit. I'm excited. Uh, they they never said what's happening with the with the remake. There's a, there's a there's an Ease uh, uh, Oath of Felghana. It's out in Japan only and not here. We, we never got an English translation news about it, so. I don't know what's up with that, but no. Uh, right after the direct, E's got a really cool like three minute trailer that looked great. I watched the whole thing and I'm like, why was this not in the direct? Like not even in the Japanese one. I'm like what the fuck? So, I don't know. I put it all after that, but I'm excited. It's nice to have a date so I can get try to get through E's nine. You can get a specific uh, at all version, who is the main character of the game, where you get armor from E's from E's one and two that you can use because this one is actually. It goes way back before the events of Ease 8 and 9 and all that other shit. So, at all, he's younger, which I mentioned before is because it's being designed specifically for the Switch. They made him younger because they think the Switch audience is younger. And that's why they did that. Which is cool because it shows how much of a 
importance Nintendo has in, in big Japanese uh, properties like Ease. I mean, it's coming to everything, but it was originally designed for Switch specifically. So are we like completely sure? I was seeing this in the notes that WarioWare Move It is a direct sequel to Smooth Moves. Like, because you kind of yeah. said you felt that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah I said that when we talked about it last week. But no, it the Japanese version of it is called like Super Smooth Moves or something like that. So it is actually a, a sequel to Smooth Moves, which is great because I love that game on Wii. So that makes me even more excited about it. And it feels very much like that when you look at it. I was like, oh, well, that looks like Smooth Moves. But yeah, I, I guess in the Japanese Direct, if you translate what it says, it says WarioWare so, Super Smooth Moves. So it's the Japanese name translates to, the, of the, 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 the Wii one translates to Maiden Wario or Dancing Maiden Wario versus this Switch one now translates to Super Dancing Maiden Wario. Oh, okay. I mean, I think they're all mm-hmm. called Maiden Wario in. Uh... Oh no, but dancing. You mean dancing? Yeah. Because yeah. I think all because I think WarioWare's are called Maiden Mar- Maiden Wario in ja- in Japan. You know, much like uh, Biohazard, Resident Evil, yeah. that sort of thing. But I mean, it makes sense. Feels like it. Sunsoft is lan- launching a campaign, uh, a crowdfunding campaign, to bring more of their classic NES games to modern consoles. So this is cool because. Uh, I personally, I've never heard of these other three games that, that that they've listed, but knowing that they have such a great uh, uh, quality of NES games rivals the best of them. I'm, I'm excited to try more uh, um, missing 8-bit gems. So there's one called The Wing of Medulla, another one called Ripple Island, and then the third one is a Japanese title, which I would butcher if I said it. Yeah, you can look it up. <laughs> I was looking at it right now. The... Uh... Uh, kan, Kanshaku Tamanage Kantaro no Tokaido Gojusan Sugi. Looks like. Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. I was looking at some videos of them. They look, they look like more quality games from Sunsoft. So yeah, bring them on. You know, give us a Sunsoft collection. You know, why 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 not stop with the drip feeding and just just give us the whole collection and put Batman on there. That. <laughs> put Batman on there. Yes, it's it's never gonna happen, but put it on there. Call up Max, whatever they're called now, and be like, "Hey guys, we're taking Batman from you." Call up James Gunn. I know, he, I know, he, he talks to people on Twitter. He'll probably talk to you. Be like, "Dude, we want to release the Batman, the NES game." And he'll be like, "I know. It's the reason why I took this job. I'm gonna make it happen." <laughs> it's like I'm making a movie of that game, <laughs> a game of the movie of the whatever. I'm scoring it with the Sunsoft chip to make sure that the the music is fantastic. Oh, that would be cool. The music's really good, and I want to I want to watch Batman fight that mosquito man on the big screen. There were some pretty <laughs> hilarious characters that you fought, like Wasp guy. He was some like insect dude. Was it Mothman? Something like that. Like this. Look it up. Like the characters that are in that NES game, aside from the Joker, are pretty hilarious. Is there anything else on here? Yeah, one more big thing. We should probably oh. I guess I see two more. We can mention real quick that E3 24 and 25 are seemingly oh, canceled. Yeah. E3 too. is dead. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Los Angeles Tourism Board of Commissioners held its, this is from Kotaku, direct quote. They held their uh, regularly scheduled meeting and announced updates on tourism related business and the like. In the meeting packet sent out a few days before on June 16th, a small footnote on page 21 mentioned some big news. E3 24 and 25 are seemingly canceled. 
<laughs> so I mean, why even bother now? It's not even 24 yet, and they're already like, well, we're not going to do next year. And you know what? The year after that, we're not going to do it either. And I mean, Keeley's already like, hasn't Keeley already taken taken over the that space pretty much with Summer Games Fest? So yeah, I mean, E three, like, sorry, you're done. You're done for. I think. It's unfortunate. I do hope that that uh, you know Keeley bringing up Summer Games Fest can find a way to to provide a, a more you know destination physical aspect to it because going to E three was a a lot of fun. I know some developers and reporters have expressed frustration with it but I, I think that there is still a value in everybody getting together and actually seeing the games and having meeting spaces and you know certainly for the some of the smaller developers to have the chance to be in the same room as 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 all the big guns i mean when i was at e3 and i was helping my friend casey pitch his little game the i forget the guy's the person's title but he was essentially the the head of of acquisitions for vive walked by and he sat down in front of me and said this looks interesting tell me about the game i mean i was i was talking to the guy in charge of vr at at, uh vive at htc and and that would never have happened without uh getting together in a physical location so i do think there's still value and i hope that that jeff keely and and his crew nurtured that side of summer summer games fest the other big thing that we should talk about maybe we can close on this is that right now there is the big Microsoft Activision acquisition acquisition hearings. (laughs) Activision acquisition. That's going on right now. And some juicy bits of news are coming out because of that. One thing is that the FTC doesn't seem to think that the Switch is a serious PlayStation or Xbox competitor. Yeah. Which is funny because it definitely is. Yeah. How many, how many, how many millions have they sold? Like how many do they have to sell for it to... It's the fourth fourth best selling system of all. Yeah, hasn't right. it already outsold like both of those systems, like in the now? Yes. Like it's kind of yes. it's kind of a silly thing to say, but I don't know, whatever. So according to the Verge, the FTC has been attempting to argue that the Switch is very quote unquote very different to the Xbox Series S and the PlayStation Five, suggesting that it's not really part of the same market by comparing its technical abilities. You know, with uh, they mentioned things about like frame rate and how it compares in terms of GPU teraflops. So, but man, like people only have so many dollars to spend on video games, and they're choosing to spend a lot of them on Switch. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's dumb to say that, especially we've said it before, like how this, how much the Switch has influenced everything to the point of even you know of everything kind of going back to being handheld again. Like even Sony's trying right. to put up their own like sort of handheld you know, to, to compete with, with switch and, and how popular the steam deck can became because of the switch, I think, and backbone or whatever else, you know, and Activision CEO, Bobby Kotick, uh, has admitted that he made a bad decision, not supporting the switch more. He says, I made a bad judgment, not bringing, um, he says that he made a bad judgment, uh, in not bringing the call of duty franchise to switch. Um, he said that when, he saw a prototype of the system. He thought Nintendo was trying to do too much and that it would not be a success. I think, I think we all thought that like after the Wii U, but I was going to say Bobby Kotick did a lot of things wrong, right? Not I was going to say that. like, uh, I mean, I think he made, I think he made a lot of mistakes and isn't yeah. he, shouldn't he be fired by now or something? I've heard nothing but he, terrible if things. If he was about not him. untouchable, he would be gone. Yeah. I mean, I've heard nothing but like, fuck the this board guy. supports him. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I think he's pretty toxic. Yep. 
And then here's a funny bit of news. So uh, this trial has revealed that Microsoft has tried to buy a bunch of developers, including uh, Sega, IO Interactive, the de developers of Hitman, and funnily enough, Bungie. Again, remember they used to own Bungie, and then yeah. they sold Bungie. Did they? Then they tried, they tried to buy to back. Bungie. Yeah. But before yeah. Bungie, before Bungie was did Halo and all that, they they owned them. Yeah, they they so Halo was originally being developed for for Apple for for the Mac systems, and then Microsoft went in and bought it to bring it out of the Xbox. They bought Bungie, and uh, you know, then famously Which they ended up being smart because they needed it. Right, they needed it and did well for them. But then they sold Bungie something like ten years ago or whatever, and. Now this trial has revealed that they tried to buy Bungie back. So that's, that's funny. Back. We're sorry. <laughs> I'm glad they don't own Sega. I mean, when when I Me saw too. that, that would be terrible. I, I mean, it, when I saw the announcements of the new Yakuza, well, sorry, like a dragon games um, uh, for on the Xbox stuff. I was like, man, they've really come around. If this is like an Xbox exclusive now, because Yakuza before like a dragon was like a PlayStation exclusive for so long. And the whole thing about Xbox was they were just trying very hard to get Japanese people to give a fuck about it, you know, because no, it, it never sold well in Japan because there were no good Japanese games on there. And it's like, it'd be interesting. Yeah. If they, if they like had acquired, like if they had the exclusivity of like a dragon Yakuza stuff, I thought that would be pretty major for them. A big one. I remember is like Panzer Dragoon Orda. Like that was like a, Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember the yeah, Japanese game. One. That was an Xbox or the, the blue dragon one. Huh. That was a, a Kiri Toriyama did like they had dragon quest people on it. That was like, it was an Xbox exclusive as well. They put a lot of money into that to try to drive the Japanese market towards 360. I remember that. And there was, there was even a DS version of it too. Which was it, it, not the same, but there was a side game for that. But I remember that being a whole like yeah, where they brought all the Dragon Quest people together to do it, and that didn't really even do it. But I mean, that's that's really the only like uh, toe that I'll have forever dipped in the waters of the PlayStation ecosystem is the Yakuza games. Like I never, I can never let go because that's that's how they hold me. Because it's like, well, we're coming out with two more uh, like a Dragon games. I'm like, all right, fine. I mean, I can still get them for PS4, but. There'll be a PS5 one that I can't play, and I'm going to have to get it for that, just like all the others, you know? So it would be weird if they ended up getting that, because I'd be like, wait, do I have to finally get an Xbox? I don't want one of those. But if there, but if that was where Like a Dragon lived, I would eventually have to get it, I guess. You'd be better off just getting a laptop with Windows built on, like Windows already on. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess that's the thing. I mean, that is the thing about, the good thing about Xbox, like... uh what is it? Um, whatever that fucking space game that they're making that I can't remember what it's called that John was outer, impressed with. What's it called? It's not Outer Wilds. Starfield. 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 Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to play that game, you could play it for fifteen dollars on your laptop, phone, whatever. You just buy Xbox Live or not Xbox Live. Uh, you buy Game Pass for fifteen bucks, and you can play it without an Xbox, without whatever. I think that game looks way too complicated. Honestly, <laughs> I watched the trailer of it, and I was like, "There's no fucking way I could play that. There's way too much going on." Way too complicated. I don't have the time for that game. It's a game I'm willing to yeah. adopt late. If it, if it gets really good reviews, maybe I'll try to play it on my phone or something, but it looked way too complicated for me. I'm like, I don't got time for this. Like, this looks like a five hour, 500 hour game that I just, I, I, I know. I just, I don't think I can play that game. Sorry. Wait, it looks, it looks like something I, I can't get into. 
But so I like kind of moving on. I've heard a lot of good things about this Dave the Diver game that came out on Steam today. It is coming to the Switch sometime later this year. Mm. But it's been running on an alpha on Steam, and my friend Dan's been playing it. And a lot of people are saying it's like Dan. Dan is the cusp of great things, right? Did, uh, you seem to oh, mention you seem to mention Dan on like a lot of the well, Dan, interesting out PC there out there friends. games, you know. So. He used to be my Xbox friend, but he doesn't even have an Xbox anymore. He gave his Xbox away because he only he's exclusively a PC gamer now. And uh, Microsoft just tried to buy Dan back. <laughs> I like I like Dan. There was one time when I was really depressed and I went to Lincoln to hang out with Jeremy and and Dan was oh, a was a big part of making well, me feel better as well. My life, but uh, yeah, cool. Dan's been he, talking. He was about very David he was very cool. And he's always always been very nice to me. He's been talking about Dave the Diver for a while, and it's coming to Switch later this year, and it has the potential to be the new like Stardew as far as how addictive it is. And it's it it has a different approach. You know, it's not the same. It's not a farming game. It's a little bit more like Subnautica, and also like a, a game where you like establish a shop. Like you actually. So this game, you are a scuba diver who goes hunting for fish during the day. And then you run a sushi restaurant at night nice. with the fish that you caught. <laughs> so you generate like income it. to kind of like counterbalance like what you spit during the day. So yeah, it seems really cool. Like it's got a lot of really cool story beats, supposedly like a really, a lot of really cool, like um, cinematics and stuff. And then just the whole world is like a weird mishmash of a lot of genres that just somehow work together. And I'm super excited for it. I'm not going to get it on steam. I'm going to wait until it comes out on switch, but I think we should put our sights on David Ivers being something that I'm just saying, like keep We're going to keep our eyes on that. Cause I think it's going to be a sure. really good game. And it also, it just came out officially on switch or not switch. I'm sorry. On steam today after being an alpha for so long, it got really good reviews. I think I saw it on the switch eShop. Is it up? Uh, not, not for sale yet, but I think I saw something it's that kind of caught soon. my eye. Like they're supposed to be yeah. out sometime this year. They haven't given a date yet. Say like they have a date already. No, there's no date, but it is coming to the Switch sometime this year. I was just uh, there was one I, I didn't even put in my notes because I completely forgot about it. Um, speaking of what Jeremy was saying about Pikmin Four, uh, I was kind of having a little bit of uh, trouble with Pikmin One. Like I had a mad glitch that I want to mention before we go. Uh, I was playing the game and. Uh, there's this one. There's this one uh, bug that you can't kill with Pikmin. You have to like it. Basically, ha- you have to like try to take a pellet to your um to your onion ship, and once it gets sucked into the ship, it like flips the bug over, and then you can attack it. And there's this one bug like you 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 at- it flips over and you attack it, and then it has like a piece of your ship inside of it. And I I killed it, and there's a piece of my ship, and I sent like thirty Pikmin out to pick it up, and the Pikmin like pick up the item, and they start moving with it. And then all of a sudden, the item and all of the Pikmin sink into the ground and completely disappear. And they were just oh, gone. And, it was, and I was just like, wait, what? The, wait, what? What the fuck? And I just I just started over again. Actually, I, I started it. I, I closed the whole game out and restarted it because it was so weird because I'd never seen it before. But yeah, everything disappeared. Like the item disappeared and the Pikmin disappeared. And they were gone like from my like it. Like it took it away from my roster too. Like it shows you like how many Pikmin you have in the corner, and I lo- and like thirty of them and the item just like disappeared, just sunk into the ground, and just went away. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just started the game all over again. I'm like, oh, these re-releases are a little glitchy. So, so yeah, there was a mad glitch where they just completely disappeared. 
I was looking at my uh, captures, and I remembered that that, that that happened. I was like, "What the fuck?" It didn't happen again after that, but yeah, they all just they all just became one with the earth. But no, Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave the diver sounds good. What? The last thing that I want to bring up actually is regarding Super Mario Wonder. Oh yeah, Super Brothers Wonder. Okay, so so there's a thought out there that perhaps Nintendo might be bringing back of all characters. Peach's fiance from the Super Mario anime, and if you look into it, there's actually like a, a, a lot of uh, reasoning to this. It makes me makes me think. Okay, so uh, if you've seen the anime, you remember the little dog thing that kind of looks like one of the Wigglers. This little blue dog looks like a, a Wiggler from the series, and at the end of the movie, this Wiggler esque dog gets revealed to be actually Prince Haru of the Flower Kingdom who is Peach's fiance. Okay, now, the whole premise of Mario Wonder is that you go to the Flower Kingdom, the neighboring kingdom of the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Interesting. And not only that, but there's some little character that hasn't been elaborated on by Nintendo yet. You can see him on the box art. It's this little green worm that looks like a little like baby wiggler or something. And if you look, if you compare to that character's design to the little dog wiggler thing from from the anime, they look very, very similar. And so people are wondering, like, is this little little wiggler, this little green wiggler, is this Prince Haru of the Mushroom Kingdom come back? And is he going to ruin Mario's chances with Peach all over again? <laughs> I sure, I sure hope so. Yeah, that that was the. Uh, I remember watching that movie. That one was decent, but that was the one where. Uh, where they're playing the video game, right? And they get pulled yeah. into the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had some good uh, had some good music on there. So yeah, maybe. And I, I actually I, I've uh, I've been watching. I watched the Mario Wonder stuff again, and I am like more excited about the game than I was last week. And when I was doing when I was editing the, when I was editing the podcast, the music is really good. Like I pulled the music from the mm-hmm. trailer, and the opening song there is wonderful. So obviously it says wonder in there, but. But yeah, I'm very excited about the soundtrack because that that song on there was like, yeah, I was like, I like it. It's like kind of it reminds me of like the acapella Mario mix from previous games, but like, but not, but a different thing, but you know, more yeah. modern. It, it was pretty cool. And I was looking, I was looking to find a Dave the Diver on the eShop, and I can't find it. But I did find that all of the Metal Gear stuff is on there separately, including you can buy the NES stuff by itself without even buying all the other things. It's just under Metal Gear Solid Collection bonus material, so you can just get that. Which I, was, I thought that was crazy that it went down. To, I knew they said they were going to sell them separately, but I didn't think the NES ones would be sold separately too. But they are on there, so there you go. But yeah, um, anybody, anybody want to say anything else before we go? One last thing, I'm going to read the entire text of War and Peace. No, I'm just kidding. Happen. That's a long book. Save that for the Patreon. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to episode 200, 300, 377 of Nintendo Main. And if you want to hear those Patreon episodes, go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and you can hear all the bonus stuff on there. And I, uh, because I heard that they, they kind of lowered the requirements for monetization or whatever on YouTube, I started posting a bunch of stuff on YouTube. You need 500, you need like 500 subscribers, and we have like 330-something. But I posted all the stuff that I've been streaming on Twitch, so, and I've actually got a lot of views for my weird wrestling shit, so... Check it out. Go to youtube.com slash Podcast, and you can watch all the wrestling games that I've been playing in anticipation to AEW Fight Forever. 
Including, including a Game Boy game. Including, yeah, including WWF Superstars, uh, an NES game, uh, you know, GameCube, 64, all sorts of different games on there. Check it out. Uh, and also, you can find me on Monday nights at 11.30 Central Time on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Obviously, this next week, I'll be streaming AW5 Forever. I'll probably run through this career mode, because I heard it only takes a couple hours. So, I'll be doing that. So, check it out. And, uh, yeah, you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxstack. And you can also go to Facebook. We have a community there. You can, you know, we, we put up questions for shows that we read on here. Uh, you can respond to them, and we will read your answers and all that stuff. So you can check that out there. And, uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kasky. John Nitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya! Beep it up, 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 beep it up